Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. This is the Amazing Nerd Show. Toy Fair was this weekend, man. Oh, what did I miss? A lot of toys. A whole lot of awesomeness. I'm a huge fan of Toy Fair weekend because just throughout the day, you're just getting preview after preview after preview. No, you're not a fan of toys at all. No, not at all. We're sitting (laughs) in a giant basement filled with all of my toys right now. I have a very patient wife. Um, But... Yeah, this year is definitely going to be the year of horror figures. Ooh, okay. A lot coming out from NECA and Mezco. Um, and we're getting, like, obscure figures. I mean, recent years, they've kind of toned it down. It's been a lot of Freddy, a lot of Jason, you know, mm. your A-list, you know, horror icons, if you will. But this year, they're showing us a lot of, like, Reanimator. The Fog is getting a figure. I mean, it's... It's exciting. So I, I'm super stoked for this. Um, Mezco's um, revamping their stylized line. So there's going to be a lot of like different stylized figures coming out. More so than they had. They've kind of like had one or two a year. But it seems like you're getting a good like three or four this year. Which is nice. So I'm, I'm super excited. And then just on top of everything. Um, you're getting a lot of Marvel Legend figures. Oh nice. And I mean, we've already had a lot of Marvel <laughs> Legend figures, but it's just not stopping. Which is great. Is there anyone that standed out to you the most? Um, they're doing an anniversary set now, um, a line I should say, where it's like the ten year anniversary of the MCU. So they're doing a lot of like you know older figures from older movies, mm. um, like Winter Soldier and uh, the original Iron Man, but just like super deluxe. I would take a Whiplash. That would be cool. I would like a Whiplash. I did not see a Whiplash, but I would not mind a Whiplash. But they're also doing obscure, like, like Spider-Man's getting more lines. I mean, these figures have just been really well done. Ever since they've gotten, like, the, um, you know, the technology to, like, pump these figures out the way they have been, um, we're getting, like, so many obscure characters that, as a huge fanboy, I just love. Um, DC seems like they're going to be stepping it up a little. Um, they've got a new line coming out. Um, they're going to be like deluxe figures, and it seems like it's going to be high quality. Um, their multiverse line just hasn't been doing it, and they don't have much of a shelf presence really at stores right now, which is weird. So it seems like they're going to be kind of stepping up their game and trying to match the Marvel Legend line. I wouldn't mind having a mantle that has each of the metal characters. Yeah, I, and I definitely see those characters mm. getting their own toys, you know, within the next year. I'm surprised they haven't already, honestly. I've only seen The Man Who Laughs. I haven't seen anything else really coming Well, then the, you're talking about the statue. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, full-on action. Oh, okay. I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. Um, you know, in DC, through some of their direct lines, they usually pump out those figures fast. Mm. It's just hard to find them. You know, you, you're looking online or at, you know... Shop, like comic book shops and stuff like that you know they don't usually hit like your local Target or Walmart mm. so they're not mass produced but I mean honestly it's hard to find half the Mar- Marvel Legend line figures <laughs> you know they kind of sell it really quickly there's a lot of scalpers out there who run out and you know have a deal with the stock boy where yeah, they get like not fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not fair and then they put them online and you know pump up the price 
you know, to someone like me who can't, you know, who's not willing to spend $50 a figure. Mm. So, but yeah, that's what Amazon's for and patience. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, no, there's a lot happening though. We're getting a lot of the um, hard, like statuesque uh, figures from Neko or Neko from NECA. And then you're also getting a lot of, you know, they're getting like their cloth figures again too. They're doing a lot of like the retro kind of Mago um, horror figures, which I've actually been a big fan of. So, and then Funko, Funko stepping up again. They're doing these, this like He-Man line of figures Hmm. where it's going to be a figure that looks like, you know, kind of the He-Man pose and everything, that style of figure. But they're doing like, you know, every, you know, property that they have, you know, like they're doing, um, they're doing uh, horror movie figures. So you're getting like Freddy's like that and Jason's like that. Uh, they're doing Thundercats. Just, just, just to make sure I'm clear. So this isn't like the typical Funko Pop shape and everything. No, this is like a He-Man figure. Gotcha. That is a Jason, and in like that He-Man type mm-hmm. packaging. So just a really nice, like neat retro kind of concept. Um, I definitely caught the Funko Pop craze <laughs> recently. My collection's been growing. Mm-hmm. I kind of stayed away for a couple of years. Um, I was kind of collecting the mystery minis, which everyone is, but now I'm Christian looks around the room. You'll see a lot of them. <laughs> I'm slowly being invaded by pops right now. Mm-hmm. So, but it's just a really cool, you know, idea and concept and they just keep that line going. I'm always surprised, you know, and what a shelf life they have, you know, at the stores. I mean, they're everywhere. They, they have mm-hmm. a big presence. So Funko's where it's at, really. You know, they've got that kind of, you know, retro, you know, nostalgic thing going, but they keep it new and fresh at the same time. So, yeah, big weekend for toys. Um, and I actually uh, caught that documentary on Netflix, the uh, Toys That Made Us, which was, if you're a toy collector, is a must watch. Um, it's a four part documentary. They cover Barbie, G.I. Joe, He-Man and Star Wars. And they go in super depth, but it is like very entertaining at the same time. You know? And those are all an episode each, right? Yes, it's an episode okay. each. I believe they're about an hour each. But I mean, stuff that I never heard about. It's not just a bunch of talking heads, you know, mm-hmm. talking nostalgia about the figures. It's actually like behind the scenes, like how these deals were brokered, what happens, you know, there's a lot of drama behind the scenes, you know, who created what. It's really interesting and really well done. Mm-hmm. So if it's you're, always interesting to learn about what's really going on behind the scenes rather than That's just, right. Hey, this is such a great toy, we made it back this time. Oh no, you wanna know Kenner really. Kenner, like, basically, you know, stole from Lucas. Like, (laughs) they cornered him and got such a great deal that it was ridiculous, you know. Like, no one wanted to make Star Wars figures. And Kenner, like, came in, cut a deal, you know, Lucas's hands were tied, um, and, you know, just was just making millions off of him, you know, until, like, they finally had to renegotiate the contract. Because it was just ridiculous. So, I mean, it's just, it's it, it's a really well done documentary. And I think this is just part one of it. I think there's going to be another set oh, of four. Okay. Um, you know, I think they're calling this a season, you know, but I don't think it's going to be more than a couple seasons mm-hmm. long. But I'm hoping to get a Transformers one. That's my big hope. So we got G.I. Joe. I need to have a Transformers <laughs> episode. So, but no, must, must watch for a toy collector out there. Yeah. 
So there was big news in the comic book universe. Yeah, Marvel, fresh start. <laughs> what a name. I, I, I'm imagining like... You have all these creative minds in a room, <laughs> mm-hmm. and what they come up with is fresh start. I'm imagining like like the fresh on those grocery bags, just like on a comic book cover. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I'm... I'm, st- I'm optimistic obviously mm. but that name is a little lackluster yeah. you could do better marvel i even appreciate marvel now more than that. yeah and i'm wondering they just didn't want to use the marvel now because at this point we've mm-hmm. had a marvel now like every other year or every year at this point so i understand but fresh start come on <laughs> like marvel nexus or something give me something yeah. guys but yeah, so Marvel Fresh Start, um, it looks like they are going to be shaking things up. You're going to get a lot new creative teams, a lot new books coming out. They really haven't shown us much except for a little teaser trailer, but even that didn't really show us anything. It was kind of like, you know, the characters that we know and love. There's nothing really new there except for Thor's golden arm. And they're not doing like another kind of legacy before this or anything. It doesn't seem like it. They haven't announced it at least. Mm -hmm. The only book that they've announced is they're doing a brand new Avengers book um, with, you know, they're reshuffling that after No Surrender. You're getting a team and I'm looking at the picture right now as we speak (laughs) with uh, Thor and this is Odin's son Thor. He has Milnor again. He is worthy. Uh, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Captain America, She-Hulk, uh, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and Ghost Rider. Finally! <laughs> <laughs> and this is Robbie. Ugh. The Robbie version of Ghost Rider. So he's he's getting his shot. Mm-hmm. Which redeems the other Ghost Rider book being coming yes, out. Yes. Oh, that's right. We were talking about this last podcast, yeah, exactly. actually. So Robbie's, you know, in the big leagues now. He's He's on the Avengers. For now, at least. Um, this is supposed to be a direct tie-in to what we saw with the Avengers BC. So Rob, that, Has Robbie been... I haven't noticed. Has Robbie been in any other Avengers book? No. Online no, not that I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, not what that I've been reading. I was reading um, Uncanny, and I was reading Wade's Avengers. But no, he has not popped mm-hmm. up uh, since Legacy. So, But this is supposed to be kind of a direct tie-in into those books. I don't know exactly how. Um, I don't know. This is coming out in May. And the whole fresh start is happening in May. So it's just kind of weird that, you know, they start a legacy, I believe, in the fall. And mm. all of a sudden we've got fresh start yep. <laughs> in the spring. So, but I mean, this is a new creative team. Well, I mean, they haven't really done anything with any of the stuff we got from Legacy at this point. So I'm assuming Not this much. is all still a part of it somehow. And they they did make the announcement later uh, this evening talking about the numbering because people were... I don't know. There was a rumor out there that they're getting rid of the legacy numbering, but they actually put out a post saying that, no, we are keeping the legacy numbering, but there's going to be a sub-numbering on it, which is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to get, like, you know, issue... 699. I didn't realize they actually said that they were going to And then, you know, one. (laughs) So it's going to be stuff like that. Eventually they'll drop the 699 or drop the other. It's ridiculous. They've done this before, Is it just to appease both sides or what? I think they just don't want to admit that it was a failure. (laughs) Like no one cared about the legacy numbering. Mm -hmm. It didn't really matter. And this has happened in the past. They've kind of always gone back and forth. And then when they want things to look shiny and new they go with a new numbering system so hell even i wasn't like calling out oh this is issue 670 i was saying oh this is just part one part two yeah well and the 
uh, No Surrender actually pushes that because it mm-hmm. is like part one on the book or number one on exactly. the book. So, yeah, but it is like really issued like 687 or something yeah. ridiculous like that. So, whatever, it's numbering. Who cares? <laughs> what care? What really matters is what happens between the pages. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, you know, I'm interested. I'm just, I'm happy that another team is going to be getting the Avengers book. Um, it looks like it's going to be McGinnis on art of uh, Superman Batman fame from DC and Jason Aaron. Yes, um, no more writing. Wade. So no more Wade. So he was the man back in the late 90s. I just, <laughs> well, he hasn't been doing now. it for me. Yeah, he has not been doing it for me. Um, is he still going to be on Champions? I They have not announced that. They have not announced any other like creative teams or books, I'm sure this coming week they're going to be kind of putting out those mm. slow, like, you know, bleed teasers where you get, like, a new book a day or something or a new creative team a day. So those announcements are coming, I'm sure. So I'm excited. I'm always I'm always a sucker for this stuff, mm. like, at first, and then after two or three months, <laughs> I'm bitching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. I'm just happy to have a new Avengers team. So but, uh, what, what were you reading? This week, um, I read a lot actually in a couple days, just just because I had some free time. Um, Do I, you remember any of it? <laughs> I remember what was good. <laughs> okay, because I um, do that to myself where I'll read like yeah. six issues in a row and then I won't remember a damn thing. Trust me, it'll come back as we start talking about them and stuff. Um, okay. I continued on with reading Dark Fang by from Image Comics, which is this very cheesy, oversexualized vampire book. But it's fun to read. Oh, you so brought this up before, yeah. right? <laughs> I couldn't remember the name, but now I finally have it. So it's just like, yeah, that's the book I've been reading. It's, okay. It's, it's skeezy, but Must it's be fun. great that... <laughs> so great that you couldn't remember the name before. Well, I would write so many books between those times. Okay. You know? Okay. All right. So are you recommending this book? No. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for bringing it up, Chief. Yes, I just wanted to put that... I wanted to get the name finally out there. But, oh. um... Yeah, the first book I read was Metal, um, Dark Knight's um, Metal Rising. What was it? it? Was Dark Knight's Rising Wild Hunt? It was a real long title this time, and it was a very long book. <laughs> Tell me, share your thoughts with me, Christian, on this. Make me feel better about this book. <laughs> Well, um, do you want what? What do you want me to do? You want me to tell you what happened in the book, or do you want me to tell you what was good about the book? Why don't you tell the listeners to, as much as you can? Because this is—I'm <laughs> not going to ask you to summarize this book because I don't know if it's something that we can summarize in an hour-long podcast. Well, they answered my bitching about um, Victor, we're cyborg, yeah, we're cyborg, and, and Flash is. and Raven. Yeah, um, they're in this magical ship in between all the universes, um, trying to find this. It's like hero group to help them. It was it was weird. The House of like Heroes. I, yeah, it felt like I was missing an entire issue before this. But yeah, they're looking for the House of Heroes. Um, they come across God knows what. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, <laughs> it's very difficult to summarize this book. It's very difficult. It's um, so they have um the night Dark Knights are chasing them. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, so the Dark Knights are chasing them, right? Mm. We've got Bobo the Detective Chase. Yes. We have a little origin story happening in the beginning of this book. Which is with... very interesting. It totally threw me off. Those and honestly, I thought it was the best part of the book. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, okay, I didn't know that about Bobo. Um, but yeah, we've got Detective Chimp getting a little origin story, how he came to be. Mm-hmm. And then we've got him working with the House of Heroes, which is a bunch of different scientists 
um, who are trying to figure out what's going on bunch with this jerks, frequency. Though, really. They're all a bunch <laughs> of jerks. They are. Um, and that's all true to character. Um, they're trying to help out the heroes figure out their frequency, I believe. It's, it still didn't It didn't make sense. Yeah. No, it was a lot to absorb. Yes. It was a lot of story crammed into a lot of pages, <laughs> but not enough pages. Yeah. Um, so um, That could have easily been two books. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it really, I don't know. I don't know. I was lost once again. You know, I felt pretty lost last. As lost as my description sounded. Yes. <laughs> I, I was lost last issue of Metal. But yeah, this this tie-in definitely threw me for a loop. And, and I still don't know what Raven was doing with the strings. I Yeah, Raven was doing something. Once again, something with the frequency or something like that. Trying to match it. But we think that they're getting somewhere and they solve something. But then we find out that the Dark Knights are one step ahead of them. Mm, as usual. Yes. And we we get a uh, face turn out of Red Menace during this. Yes. So that was interesting. Oh, something hit him and it changed it. What was it? Oh, God. Let's not try to get into details, <laughs> man. <laughs> let's not do that to ourselves. I know. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway. Something happened and he became himself... Oh, because you know what? He's not purely Bruce Wayne. Yes. He's actually There's something. Oh, I remember they had a this pocket universe that they were. That's what they were doing. They had a pocket like mini go. universe that had all this positive energy in it that would be able to, if they allowed it to expand and grow, fight against the dark energy. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was just so like trying to figure out why this existed, uh, what was going on. Sure. It, it was so, uh, but anyway, yes, he touches it and that flips him to, um, into, uh, the red, the yellow version of himself at this point. It was, uh, is it reverse flash or no, he's, he's Barry, right? He's Barry, but it he's looks Barry. like reverse flash. Yeah. I mean, he's to separate Cause he's the reverse of, uh, yeah. red menace. So yeah. Yeah. So he's Barry. Barry's taken over. Mm. And they the Dark Knight said, Oh, we knew this was gonna happen all along. Yeah. They laughed at him. Well and they one took him out. Well, yes, the man who laughs. Yes. But it seems like the man who laughs, what we're finding out is he's gonna eventually betray everyone. And I think all the other Dark Knights are kind of figuring that out yes. also. Um, what's her name? Kind of mentions that yeah. in a dialogue. And that, I like that moment. Because if you remember, as I complained earlier in these stories, when we were first talking about this, I don't even know if that was with Longbox or with us okay. at this point. Because it's been so long. <laughs> yes. You know, we've been talking about Mel for so long. But yes. it's, um, that was my main complaint was, she doesn't come off like she's doing this for bad reasons. Mm-hmm. She's like trying to save her world. And she actually did kind of save her world. She plunged it into the ocean. But she she was doing it all for the right reasons. And there's several of them. That are doing these things for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, they're kind of just letting everyone die for no reason at this point. They're like mm-hmm. kind of just letting all this bad stuff happen because they think it's going to save their world. But you'd think that yeah, there's but something... some of the reasons why they're saving their worlds aren't necessarily the purest either. No. So, <laughs> you know, you're right. It mm-hmm. seems like it's all self-preservation. But at the same time, you know... They didn't seem like the type of characters that were so willing. Her reasoning seems the purest of them Mm. all, though. Um, But yeah, no, I that was a cool moment. I did like the whole Red Menace turn and everything like that. I was kind of upset to see him defeated so quickly. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I thought that was cool. It was. I would have been more upset if he was in the next book. Yeah, 
I don't know. I it just wasn't enough though of a moment oh, to well, justify yeah. <laughs> the mess of a book that yes. we got because it did feel all over the place. Um, I still don't know who's in the chair. Oh, it's yeah. someone who's supposed to be really powerful. And really, uh, it's an important character to the story, and I want to mention that this has only been in side books. I haven't seen him in a single yes, issue. Yes, exactly. Which is another problem that I've been having with mm. the whole narrative of the story, but we've gone over there in the past, <laughs> that I just feel like this book is spread too thin across all these other books, and there's not enough common thread narrative going through the main book, where if you aren't reading the tie-ins, that you're really just lost. I mean, they present it in a way where you can read the tie-ins. There is a, like enough space between issues where it makes you want to know more. But who wants to read thirty some books? <laughs> you know? I know it's just a lot to absorb. It's and even like time. reading, I, and I have I've actually read a lot of the tie-ins. Mm. I'm still lost, you know. <laughs> so that's the problem. It's just there's so much story here, and it's all over the place. Where I, I just feel like the narrative is just everywhere like it just it doesn't flow hmm. so i you know it, it so far it's been a disappointment i was really excited about it the first half of the story and now it just it feels like there's still so much story to tell with only one book left well, yeah well, after i read this i started thinking you know where did we start with all this we started with batman betraying the justice league and it would be this really like interesting mystery going on. It was on. fun. It was fast paced. Exactly. It was interesting. It was exciting. There was there was this awesome mystery happening. Um, and then I just felt like it's just too much. Like he's just trying to include so much into mm. this story that it's just hard to really track. Um, it's just been confusing. It's been kind of a clusterfuck, honestly. Mm. So I, I don't know. The art's pretty. <laughs> you know, there's some really cool characters coming out of this, but overall, as a story, it just, it's not doing it for me. Yeah, this was the first time it really, really hit me. Mm -hmm. It was just like, this is all over the place. I can't, yeah. I can't grasp And like this. I said, the last issue of Metal, I really enjoyed. There's been, like, big moments mm -hmm. that are really cool, but it's just like, what leads to the moments don't justify the moments themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not enough to carry the whole story. So I I don't know I'm 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 hoping you know for a big comeback <laughs> this last issue and I'm just you know singing its praises you know well, next I mean, episode Bobo's or save the day. when does it come when does it come uh, um, it's gonna be next month next right? month okay so next month hopefully I'm singing its praises mm -hmm. and it's like I was completely wrong I take everything back <laughs> you know so but I mean, I'm a huge fan of Snyder and he's never let me down before but I gotta say I've been disappointed mm -hmm. so far. Um, yeah, and then the end of the book. You want to uh, sum that up? Uh, there's a 53rd universe that they were unaware of that has a chip version of the Justice League, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they are the ones who are going to save the day, it seems yes. like. Uh, uh, so we're led to believe. So, yeah. I just... I don't... In, like, Bobo... Like, I... He, he, I know he's in some of the other metal books, but it just kind of in the background. I don't feel like he was a huge... This character. was like the very first, like, forefront for Bobo. Okay. I, I don't remember him having... Yeah, that. like, I don't either. <laughs> so. I thought he didn't... I thought he might have died in the um, bar the scene. The bar, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I thought, too. But I guess not. So, yeah. <laughs> Bobo, the detective chimp, is going to save the day. For for me, that takes a lot out of it. It takes a lot of seriousness out of it. It's like, oh, okay, a all chimp the chimp in a uh, Batman costume yes. takes a lot... You don't say. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, it's all funny books. Well, I mean, to continue on what we're doing with 
uh, comics and stuff. What, what then started to bother me is that I read Sideways. Okay. And everything that happens in Sideways is, of course, after the events of Metal. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, well, it didn't really matter everything that happened in Metal. Yeah, everything's, fine. everything's back to normal. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, we know that, I mean, comic logic, it's going to end on a That's the same problem we had with, like, Secret Empire. Exactly. Where, like, these, this huge event that took place all summer mm-hmm. in the long run doesn't really matter that much. So there's no real lasting effects. And we'll see. Maybe that's just, you know, mm-hmm. what they had to do, a plot device, what they had to do for that story. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's that's comic book logic. That happens a lot, unfortunately, with a lot of these big event books. It's like, oh, everything's back to normal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the trauma that it would, like, <laughs> cause, like, you know, yeah. the the rest of the public, you know, the real people out and there. And they kind of started to address that in sideways with his mom freaking out about him being there at the day that it happened. But that's, I think that's more because something actually happened to him where he yes. disappeared for four days. Mm-hmm. So, where yeah, I don't think everything would be back to normal so quickly yeah. if there were these demons and everyone one was month. like, yes, yes. So, Give me, like, oh, it was a couple of years ago. Unless everyone was, like, I don't know. Mind swiped, or you know, like their their memories were wiped clean. I hope it's not like a comic, like Cosmic Cube moment where everything's just fixed. Could be. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be. Let's be honest. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they (laughs) do, or if they even feel the need to explain it because we haven't seen. I I guess we have seen moments like how it's affecting, you know, the real world, if you will. You know, the citizens of Gotham Mm. and you know Metropolis. But why, why would anyone live in Gotham at this point? Oh, really? Right? <laughs> or New York and Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like, get the hell out of New York. That's where all the supervillains are. Exactly. That's where all the aliens invade. <laughs> you know? Go live in Nebraska. <laughs> Stay away from New York. Exactly. And they joke about it in the book all oh, the yeah, time, all the time. too. So, but yeah. Yeah. But well, What did you think of Sideways? This I thought it has character. potential. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was cool. I, I liked the look of the character. Um, I liked the power set that he had. He's able to, like, rip holes into dimensions and use it to teleport. Mm. Um, it reminded me a lot of the uh, Spider-Man villain, The Spot. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's very similar. He has cool powers and he's a very underrated villain. I don't feel He had like a that... really cool moment in Jessica Jones recently. Oh, did he? Okay. Uh, well, not recently. When, he, when I was reading it in the first few issues of the arc, um, he comes up and he's just beating her up and just, like using all the portals to uh-huh it. it was great it's a badass power set <laughs> yeah. i mean there's a lot you can do with that power set so it's kind of cool to see this kid with this power set um i would have liked to been with the kid a little longer like before he got his powers to get mm-hmm. to know him and then kind of see him go through this arc but it kind of like you know hits the ground running really but i mean it, it definitely has potential mm. you know i will be picking up issue number two yeah, I'll definitely check it out. It's I need to check out more of the new characters because I I have a very big interest in Silencer as well because she's like she's been trained by Talia Al Ghul and there's like all this like ties to um, the League of Assassins and I thought that's very interesting to see um, talking about the issue and stuff and they say it doesn't really mess with the Batman mythos or anything like that so I'm very interested in that as well. That's cool. Um, besides that, because I came into this with very low expectations. And I think Sideways has a character that um, could be very relatable, especially since he's... Uh, a younger character. Yeah, he's younger, he's antisocial, mm-hmm. he's... Um, he's got a nerdy, like, best friend. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. To- totally in our wheelhouse. <laughs> so, um, 
yeah, I'll be picking up issue number two. I'm excited. This definitely feels like more of a Marvel character, strangely. Yes. Right? Mm. Um, the art is by uh, Kenneth Rockford. Oh, okay. Um, and it's beautiful artwork. Really. I mean, stunning artwork. A great character Did design and everything. <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed it. So, but yeah, no, I mean, check it out. You know, I definitely would give it a shot. Mm-hmm. So, but um, what else did you read? Uh, I read Darth Vader. All I've been right. Keeping up with that. That's and Souls they, Vader, right? Yeah. He, you know, at first I was like, oh, they kind of, um, you know, nerfed Vader a little bit. They brought it back after the previous storyline where you got to see him be such a badass, fighting all these other Sith, pretty much. But Soul has done such a great job to pretty much make him that same badass. That's fun. It's really fun. He's uh, so right now they're dealing with all these Inquisitors. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea of the Inquisitors, yeah. so that's cool that they brought that into the book. They're working together. Um, what's his name? Was actually uh, pretty much like the main Inquisitor there. Um, he's in um, Rebels. He was he he was killed by. Um, oh, I can't think of the character's name, but he's a bad. He's awesome in Rebels. Yes. So, because the concept of the Inquisitor that all kind of started with Rebels, mm-hmm. right? Like, I never heard of that before in the Star, Star Wars yeah, universe. I do. So, really and I could be it. wrong. Maybe it is a it's Legends... It's probably in a book somewhere. A legend storyline <laughs> somewhere. Everything's in a book somewhere with Star mm-hmm. Wars. Uh, but it's just a great, like, concept. Yeah. Uh, I definitely say read these because you get a lot about his motivations of why he became an Inquisitor, why he betrayed the Jedi and everything. What issue number? Uh, this is an issue number 11. Okay, okay. So they're not too far into the story. No. So it's pretty easy mm. to catch up. Right. And now. a lot of these are short. Some of these really come off really short. Okay. But um, Are they all kind of standalone issues, or do they have like a... a... No, there's definitely a connection. There's definitely okay. like... It always ends at a cliffhanger. It's just like, oh, this is happening next. But um, right now the Emperor has them on this mission to find all the remaining Jedi that are in the galaxy. So he has um, Darth Vader pretty much training the Inquisitors and having them go after the Jedi. Um, but in reality this is mostly Darth Vader has this itch this just urge to be in a fight kill Jedi he wants because he blood needs lust. That. Yeah, he has bloodlust he needs that rage and that anger to continue sounds about that. right yeah. <laughs> this definitely plays around the, way, the reason I really love these books is it plays around with the idea of him still being Anakin on the inside that is that is interesting. It plays around with that a lot. It's not he's not just this big bad Darth Vader. He's also Anakin coming to terms with being on the dark side and stuff like that. Because yeah, for me, like once he Vader's up and he's mm. in the suit and everything, like I kind of you know forget everything about Anakin and he's you know the Vader I know. Yeah. But that's because I grew up with Darth Vader, mm. not knowing anything about Anakin. And I, I mean, I've never liked Anakin. I don't think. Many <laughs> But I, I will say this, watching Clone Wars, mm. that Anakin is so much better than the prequels Anakin. Mm. Like, if we got that Anakin on the screen, it would just be a different story. I think people would be actually enjoying a lot of those prequels. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Let's not bring up the prequels again. But yeah, no, I, I that's, that's a cool concept mm. to really kind of see, like, you know, the thought process and, you know, Anakin struggling well, it's like with um, this rage. Like the Inquisitors would be like, "Oh, you know a lot about the Jedi and stuff like that." Like it's just like little passages that come by. Because like, he's still, it's still a secret that that he's actually oh, Anakin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think in the pre- uh, previous episode I mentioned he killed everyone because um, they found out. That's right. That mm-hmm. they found out that he was Anakin Skywalker. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I have to, I have to pick this up. It's a very good book. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he ends up like going after this tip uh, about there possibly being a Jedi at a bar. 
And he gets there, and of course, it's just a bunch of bounty hunters shooting at him. And um, he chases this family of bounty hunters away, and he um, catches them, of course, because he's Darth Vader. He's, he's yeah. gonna stop them. He's Darth fucking uh, Vader. <laughs> <laughs> he like gets the uh, the daughter. He lets the daughter run away, and he tells the parents like, "I'm going to kill you, but you're going to find out who sent this to me. Like, who sent you guys after me?" And of course, we find out it's the guy who's at the top of the Senate. Uh-huh. Yes, Emperor. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> well, always trying to kill poor Vader. That old coot. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty old Sith. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll have to check that out. I really, I, I'm gonna have to just, you know, take a couple hours and just mm-hmm. dive into that book and catch It's really, up. really good. Soul's just been knocking it out of the mm-hmm. park, man. I mean, Daredevil. You've got astonishing X Men and Vader. I mean, this guy's having a year. Mm-hmm. Man, I got I got to really check that out. So, um, what did you think about Avengers: No Surrender? For the I I enjoyed everything about Rogue. That was my favorite. I think Rogue moments of this book so far. I mean, of these books so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that we got to follow her. I liked her moments where she's like letting out her rage and aggression. Um, because when I read other books, when it's like Rogue and Gambit having this like love. Yeah, it's more like a romantic, like yeah. you know, rom com, if you will. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like seeing her in this. I like seeing just her unleashed, yeah. basically. Yeah, and she's kind of like her and Johnny have a thing. Mm. So once she finds out or she thinks Johnny's dead, she kind of just says, "Forget it," and she goes, you know, not haywire, but she <laughs> she's not really, you know, worrying about you know strategy anymore. Mm. She just goes and attacks the Black Order, you know, with another group of Avengers. So, which was an interesting concept. Yeah. Um, we'll see if it comes back to bite her in the end. <laughs> so, but it it was it was cool, and it, it carries on the whole you know like this this book is in someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, this is all through Rogue's eyes. This chapter, um, I really enjoyed that. Um, the art is beautiful. Um, it's by Kim, and I'm going to say her name wrong. Jaquito, Jaquito. I, I I feel like that's wrong, but. Awesome art. This Your guess is th- as good as mine. Yeah. <laughs> My apologies, Kim. So, um, not that you're listening. Um, but yeah, no, it, it really great art. Um, I really liked her just kind of really going off, you know, the deep end, mm-hmm. though, because it, it just felt real, you know, to have this being so powerful, you know, to be going through these emotions mm-hmm. and suffering a loss like that. It made sense. Um, I was a little thrown off by the fact she ends up, spoilers, she ends up killing uh, Corvus Glaze um, from the Black Order, which mm-hmm. is the leader of the group and super powerful. She punches a hole directly through him, you know, and seems to have no remorse whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And the Avengers, right? They kind of yeah. seem like they're celebrating, <laughs> you know? So, at least Hercules was. Yes, sure. at least, her, which I guess that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Um, but. Yeah, I, that's a very unavenger like thing to do. I definitely think she'll have to answer for it in the next issue. Yeah, it, it seems like there's going to be repercussions. Mm-hmm. Especially so. her leadership is definitely going to be going into question. And the fact that she is not part of the new Avenger book mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely tells you that there's going to be some kind of repercussions or she's going to be like, the Avenger life is not for me. You know, <laughs> I, I'm done. I'm an X-Men. Mm-hmm. So, but you know. It's a cool arc for the character, especially uh, reading Uncanny Avengers before this and everything Mm. and being a big fan of that book. I like seeing the growth. You know, this is the most I feel like they've done with Rogue in years, you know, this, this, these past couple years, Mm. um, you know, she kind of like early 2000s or so, she was just kind of like floundering, 
you know, she was kind of Gambit's girlfriend and her powers were all over the place. Mm. So I like that they're kind of giving her an edge now and they're showing her in a different light. So that that's pretty cool. But yeah, I enjoyed this book because I, I felt like once again, we're back on track. It was pure action. Yes. <laughs> so I, I thought that was cool. We find out that. It was a that, return. Yes. Um, we find out uh, that what we were kind of speculating w- was true that once, you know, a character um, dies, you know, one of the characters who are frozen gets unfrozen. Mm. So Wasp shows up in this, you know, to help out the the Avengers. Yes. So and then um, we also learn more about Jarvis as his illness, whatever's going that's on. That's right. Like, what the hell is going on with Jarvis? No idea. You know, I. What's one thing that I've noticed that's kind of weird is they like start off the story with you know this whole reveal with Voyager and everything, and she shows up mm-hmm. and everyone remembers her now, and she's one of the original you know founding members of the Avengers. But now I feel like she's kind of just in the background and like a side character, and she's just using you know, she uses her powers for teleportation mm-hmm. and just helping the characters get around. She's like basically you know a cosmic Uber, if you will. Um, I'm Feeling like there's more there, obviously. <laughs> I feel like maybe, you know, that she's the one somehow, you know, you know, doing these things to the character. She's sometime, somehow tied in mm. to everything. Um, you know, and maybe that somehow her powers is affecting Jarvis. You know, maybe she doesn't want him to wake, be awake because he'll remember that. Yeah. You know, that she's not really part of the, you know, founding members of the I Avengers. mean, he's been there since the beginning. So. Yeah. So if anyone's going to recognize, <laughs> you know, or call bullshit, mm. it's going to be Jarvis. So I feel like maybe that's going to come into play. And, you know, once again, she's not part of this new Avengers team that's showing up. Which what I part, thought she would be part what of. What part is this? What number are we at? Four? I think we're on seven. I could be wrong, seven. though. I mean, I would hope that they would put in some seeds. Like, something's definitely different and wrong with... Uh, Voyager throughout this entire thing. Maybe there's a big payoff at the end. And if you think about it, we're not even halfway through. Yes. So <laughs> we might be getting those scenes shortly. Mm. So I definitely feel like, you know, speaking of which, Wonder Man shows up. They feel like Beast and Wasps um, feel like they have, like, an idea of how to help Jarvis mm. out by, like, draining the radiation out of them. Yes, finding um, it and pulling it Yes, out. pulling it out. And he tries it and it doesn't work. Um, but speaking of Wonder Man, he's a pacifist. So you've got this whole dynamic now. You've got this, you know, character who's a pacifist who's actually was absorbed by Rogue the last, like, year. Um, So he was actually part of her. And now you've got the fact that Rogue actually went ahead and killed, you know, one of the villains um, in the story. So I think you're going to have a cool dynamic. He wasn't there to see that, right? No, he wasn't. But I feel like he's going to find out definitely. (laughs) So that's going to be a cool dynamic that's going to be happening in the story. Hopefully they explore that. Hmm. Um, It feels like it's perfectly set up for that. They have enough issues to do. Yes, right? (laughs) We still have, what, nine more issues. So, um, yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's. It's at a good pace right now. It's definitely tracking, and I'm still excited about the story. Mm. So, I don't know. Um, at the end... I guess we got Hulk. <laughs> yeah. We're teased with the return of Hulk. Interesting. And, and it definitely seems like he's showing up next issue. So, according to like all the uh, solicitations and everything. Do you think he's been unfrozen this entire time? Or is he just being entered into the game? I have no I clue. I think the Grandmasters made it sound like he was just being entered in. Maybe. Maybe. And who knows? I mean, mm. really. There's so much of the story is still a mystery, which I think is cool. Like, I really can't figure out what's going on at this point. So, um, yeah, maybe. I mean, Hulk is, 
you know, been dead and off the board for a mm-hmm. while. We've had him kind of return a couple times. I know in Secret Empire he kind of returned. Which was a great one. Um, in Uncanny Avengers he kind of returned. He was resurrected by the mm-hmm. hand for a brief while. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens here. You know, how this is coming to be. But he mentions that maybe he can't die. Which I'm guessing is Bruce Banner, you know, his narrative. Mm. So maybe the monster can't die, which, you know, duh. <laughs> and the he, poor guy just wants to. Yeah, <laughs> he really does. I mean, he begged Hawkeye to do it. Mm. So, um, you know, if he looked like he was going to turn again, he asked Hawkeye to off him. Mm. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where the story takes us. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Vince. And we're from the Nick and Vince Podcast, where we talk about arts, movies, comic books, history, science, really anything pop culture related. But we also have... Well, also we have occasional guests, like podcasters, authors, and comedians. Well, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. You can also like our Facebook page, Nick and Vince Podcast, and follow us on Twitter. And now, back to Christian and Damon's amazing nerd show. All right, Christian, it's time to get in the ring. All right. So, big news this week. It's going to be the end of branded pay-per-views after WrestleMania. Is that We're official, not gonna, official? That is official. They actually released the schedule for the pay-per-views um, for the rest of 2018 after Mania. And we're not going to have one you know show pay-per-views anymore they're going to be co-branded and i hate that i do too <laughs> i mean were they doing bad though i I'd, I'd be willing to understand if the separate pay-per-views were just taking bigger hits at this point which they i would. think it's probably cost cutting mm-hmm. you know it's much easier to just do one pay-per-view a month you know just time wise and just you know I mean, it's much easier for our show. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so, oh God, I can't imagine jumping into that whole schedule. Mm. But yeah, um, time-wise and everything, resources-wise, yeah, you only have to have one crew. Because a lot of times they were doing those pay-per-views and they were still running, like, you know, if SmackDown had a pay-per-view, Raw was running a show somewhere else. So, I mean, yeah, you're dividing your resources and you're, you know, you're... You're, you know, exhausting well, your resources, don't really. do it if you don't have the resources. I would actually, honestly, wouldn't mind them just doing, like, a pay-per-view every other month. Like, oh, this month is SmackDown's pay-per-view. Oh, this month is Raw's pay-per-view. Like, alternating months. I don't want to see them co-branded like this. I just feel like the mid-card guys are going to get so lost in the shuffle. Mm. And then you've got all these belts floating around. It's just going to be a mess. Yeah. This is what happened before with the brand split. And this really felt like the downfall of the brand split. So I, I just, I'm kind of disappointed to see them go this way. Because I feel like the one thing that's come out of the brand split is a lot of guys who wouldn't necessarily have an opportunity or getting opportunities. Mm-hmm. And now you're not going to have yeah. that anymore. So I, I'm... I'm I'm pretty disappointed about this. There's not going to be room for like blood feuds and stuff like that. Just randomly to show. No, it's just going to be all top card guys, mm-hmm. you know. And you're going to get Roman Reigns every main event. That's that's what you're going to get. Yep. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it's really going to hurt. It's just it's going to water down all the titles too. Mm-hmm. It really is. They did a thing when they first did the brand split where they actually only had one champion, like one world champion, 
and like you know the other show when they didn't have the number one contender would be fighting for the number one contendership and they're kind of alternating pay-per-views so unless they start doing something like that where you only have like one set of titles and you have like number one contendership going on on the other shows i mean mean, raw raw has basically not had a world champion this entire year if you Mm -hmm. think about it brock just shows up whenever he wants so you could do that i feel like it'd be better for the belts is it ideal no (laughs) you know i mean i would honestly like them to interact less than they already do right now Mm -hmm. Um, and actually have it be a real brand split. But we know we're not going to get that. So, I don't know. I, I already felt like they crossovered enough, you know, with all the, you know, big, you know, the big four pay-per-views. Yeah. So, and that's all going to mean nothing. <laughs> really, you've kind of, you know, it's all a wash. So. Yeah, I really, like, and there was a long time where I was just skipping raw pay-per-views and just watching the SmackDown ones. Mm-hmm. Especially when they first started. Yeah. Because they were just more entertaining and there was more, the storylines I was more interested in. Oh yeah, SmackDown was definitely the better show for a while. I agree, 100%. So yeah, now this is definitely a very disappointing development. It makes me worry even more about NXT talent coming up and not having a single place to be. See, I think it will help NXT in that by that point because they just won't have stories for these characters. Sure. You know, they won't have room or time tv wise for them so i think maybe that will help that like kind of like you know pump the brakes a little on you know bringing up so much talent all the time because i feel like after like mania nxt just gets completely like Mm -hmm. (laughs) raided so that's you know where they get you know the influx of their talent now which i get but it really just destroys that brand yeah. You know, and they've got so much going for them right now. I'm really starting to enjoy the show again and getting back into it. So I, it, it is really, you know, too bad that we know, like, once Mania's over, you know, that Monday yeah. after, <laughs> we're going to lose five or six, you know, <laughs> talents to Raw or SmackDown. <sighs> so, and I don't even remember, when do they do the draft? I. Don't they do two now too? It's like there's a like there's a mini draft or something like that. I don't know. It's usually supposed to be after Mania, like like a a month or like there's like the backlash type of pay per view, and then it's a um, roster. Yeah, there's something weird like that. Like they they do like a mini draft like after Mania, Hmm. and then they do like a big draft in the fall, right? Yeah. Yeah, but who knows? It's whenever McMahon really wants. (laughs) (laughs) Or when there's too many injuries on one side, (laughs) you know. They, you know, one cool thing that they used to do with the whole uh, brand split was they would do like free agents and they would do trades once in a while. That was cool. I wouldn't mind seeing that. And that feels like almost realistic, you know, between different like two franchises. If these were like two sports teams, that that feels like realistic and doable. I wouldn't mind seeing that. And that's a way to like quickly like shake up things and Mm -hmm. have, you know, some interesting storylines going on. But. Are they that creative right now? No. 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 (laughs) But, you know what? That being said, I really enjoyed Raw this week. (laughs) They changed things up. Mm -hmm. We actually got like almost two hours of wrestling to start off Raw. It was insane. Insane for a wrestling show. Yes, for Raw (laughs) especially. We did get like a a five-minute promo by Roman when he, you know, the show first started, but it went right into the gauntlet match. And that gauntlet match lasted like an hour and 50 minutes, I believe. So it was just a super different, like really fresh and just nice to actually see some good wrestling. 
going on. Um, Seth Rollins really stole the show. He lasted for like an hour and five minutes. He pinned Reigns and Cena in one night. Um, I'm just waiting for the heel turn so he can bring that up <laughs> over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure he is. You know, a la like Chris Jericho with The Rock and Austin. Um, it really seems like they're getting behind Rollins again. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you saw my reaction when you sent me that text. Hey, Rollins just beat Cena and Reigns yeah, right? in, in an hour. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And they really put, I mean, of course, then they end up having him get pinned by Elias, but, mm. you know, whatever. You know, it was after At that point, I, he's been worn down. Yes, it was after an hour and five minutes, mm. so that's cool. Um, but, yeah, no, it was a really cool, and, you know, the the matches that were happening within the gauntlet after that were all well done, and they told the story. It's like, I don't know, like someone else was booking. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. So maybe someone had an XFL meeting that night or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, but it, it was cool. Um, you know, I feel like you kind of get an idea of like how they're going to book the Elimination Chamber after this. Um, you kind of see the seeds planted mm. for different feuds that might be coming after the like Elimination you, Chamber. Like you assume that it's going to be Miz versus Valor. It feels that way, and one of the reasons, not only the match, but um, Miz was kind of talking trash to Balor on Twitter before, mm-hmm. you know, over this weekend, I guess. Um, just, you know, saying, you know, there's a difference between being out front of the spotlight, and it's like a picture of him, and like you can kind of see Balor, like, in the background, or always just being in the background or something like that. I'm totally, like, paraphrasing mm-hmm. and misquoting that. But, you know, just taking, like, subtle shots that would get, you know, people talking, I'm sure. Um, obviously it's a work and, yeah. you know, but I could see that. I could see Balor going for the IC belts or just having the two little factions, the Mizraj and the club feuding mm. for the next like month or so. You know, I mean, before that's what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like it, you know, and I mean, at least it's an upper mid card, you know, angle for Balor. So I can, I can forgive that. I'm interested though, since they pushed Rain so hard during this and this really. Rain's Rain's Rollins. I'm sorry, Rollins. Okay. You know, Reigns was the first person out, um, you know, which tells me he's going to win the whole fucking chamber. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this booking before, uh-huh. but you're right. Rollins, I felt like they were pushing him so hard and really making him shine. And I don't know if that's just because he's been part of the whole tag team thing for the last like three or four months. It seems like forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I feel like he's still wrestling Sheamus in Cesaro somewhere <laughs> right now. Um, but. I don't know if they feel like he's been out of the, like, you know, main title picture for so long that they needed to shine him mm. up a little. But it almost makes me feel like, you know, does he actually have a shot at Mania here? Or are you grooming him for, like, what we were talking about before, like a big match against Angle? Mm. So there was something interesting. People were actually chanting, burn it down, while he was wrestling, which I thought was kind of a cool chant. It would be an interesting angle to go. Like, it's... Rollins against everyone. It's Rollins burning the system down. And he actually was walking around with the shirt, which should have told me he was going to have a big night. He had a new shirt mm-hmm. already before the match <laughs> that said Monday Night Rollins. Oh. So, yeah, it's not the most clever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but whatever. So, it's cool. I'm just glad they're doing something with someone who's so talented. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just been kind of misused this past year. I have an interesting idea. Okay. I mean, this is this will be talking about a chamber, so I don't know if I want. If you have anything else to say about Raw, oh, I've got plenty to say about Raw. Well, but let me happened? hear your idea. Strowman won. Yes, I saw saw that. Yeah, Strowman won, and it seems like 
the crowd will be very disappointed if Strowman does not win that chamber. Really? He's pretty freaking over, man. I just don't I don't see him. I don't see it either, but He's gonna have he's an impressive pretty, showing. But... Pretty over. You brought up the idea of maybe having a three way, you know, at Mania. It's just it felt like they were so big on him at the time, but then mm-hmm. when I see him do a, like a funny gimmick thing that really got over yeah. against Elias, and they, I know they don't have anything for Elias right now. My my mind starts going, what if oh. this ends up being Elias versus oh god, Braun Strowman? I just feel like that's such a waste of momentum right mm. now. I feel like he needs a bigger match, like either against like an Angle or like even like an Undertaker or something like that. Like I feel like he's. Next level right Probably now. Hurt Undertaker. <laughs> oh yeah, there's no way Taker is getting the ring with Strowman unless he knows this is it. I'm done. Especially after that stiff shot. You to can Brock. destroy both of my, you know, new hips. I don't uh, care. You know, I mean, McMahon's got to be writing a nice check for him mm-hmm. to get in the ring with Strowman right now. So, but yeah, yeah, that could end badly for Taker. But yeah, I, I I really feel like he's next level, and I think it would be a downgrade for him to be wrestling against Elias. Mm. But they're big on Elias too; yeah. they're huge on Elias. So, but whatever, I don't know. So, what was your, what were you coming up with here? What if? Okay. And it would be very interesting. I love what ifs. <laughs> Kurt Angle stops Seth Rollins from even getting into the chamber and joins in himself. Oh. Like does a like a beat down outside of it, and that kind of. St- Kickstarts their angle, but also he. Gets what would into be his motivation, Jason Jordan? Yes, I could see that. I I don't know if he would necessarily replace Rollins, but I could see him costing Rollins mm. somehow the match. I feel like you're gonna basically come out of the elimination chamber, having the card on the Raw side set up for Mania. Yeah, like I feel like you're gonna know. Okay, you know you obviously have the winner going against Brock. You know you might have. You know, something happening with Cena. Mm. You know, perhaps Taker shows up. You know, that's kind of where I think they're going. Because I keep on even forgetting about Cena. Yeah. Um, I really could see something happening between Miz and Balor. You know, setting that up even further. Yeah. So I, I, I could definitely see that happening with Angle. Like something happens where Angle has to interfere or cost Rollins the match. That's possible. Possible. I, I feel like... They're, they definitely want to have something for Angle at Mania. Yes. You know, he's a big enough name. I feel like he deserves He can still go. So oh, he can not? still go. He can still go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was going injured at Survivor Series when he uh, filled in for the uh, <laughs> Shield. Uh-huh. And he still looked better than, you know, half the guys in the ring. So I'm sure he'll be fine. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It should be interesting. I'm excited for the pay-per-view just to kind of figure out where we're going yes. with all this you know hopefully we come out with more answers than questions mm. so but yeah uh women's chamber women's chamber well, well you know what hold on hold on nothing else hold on pump, pump yeah. the brakes pump the brakes who do you think is winning the chamber the men's oh i think it's i feel like it's gonna be rains i said that about the rumble though I was uh-huh. pretty almost dead certain that it was going to Oh, me too. Me too. I I feel like you're right. I feel like it's going to be Reigns. You know, and if it's not Reigns, he'll somehow get himself into that match. I feel like they, they can do it because they're most likely going to have the women's chamber last. 
Do you think they go that route this time? Especially if they're going to give you something super disappointing. I just feel like there's so like there's so little momentum with the women's chamber right now. Mm-hmm. You know, unlike the you know the rumble match being the rumble match and yeah. having that being so significant. You know, having it since it's like a big four pay per view. I just don't know if the women's you know elimination chamber warrants going on. Have last. they been playing it up? At least uh, it's How, weak. Like, I feel like it's weak. Like, they don't have, like, a Mick Foley showing up and saying, this is a hellacious no. match, you have no idea. Not really. <laughs> Not really. They're kind of doing this whole thing where people... this was the go-home show, too. Yeah. Where people are kind of, like, all, like, choosing sides. Yeah. You know, you've got Absolution, obviously. You know, like, they've got their own little team. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Bailey and um, Sasha. You know, they've got, you know, they're a little team. And then mm. you've got, you know... A, Mickey and Bliss. Yeah, Mickey and Bliss, you know, together. And uh, this week is when Mickey actually ends up help, helping out Bliss. I think she comes to her aid. Mm. So, I mean, obviously, that's not going to end well. But, you know, so they've kind of got that. That's really the only angle that they've got going. And Bliss kind of complaining that she has to defend the title. They have to book it smart. Because if I see... Sasha betraying Bailey, and I also see Alexa Bliss betraying. Oh, AJ everyone's going to betray each other in this. I'm going to I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. That's what they're setting up for. Is everyone's going to betray each other, and naturally so because they all want to win hmm. the title. So that's what's going to happen. Like they'll team up for a little bit, but then yeah, they're all going to betray each other. They Do you would... think Absolution has had a good enough showing that they might show something? impressive in the chamber i think so i think they'll get over you know Mm -hmm. they'll have their moments but i think they'll be close to the first you know or second or third Mm -hmm. fall you know i feel like they'll be the first to go out you know maybe mickey at some point you know but i i really could see you know definitely one of them are going to go out Mm -hmm. first so i mean i know we're both dead set on alexa bliss coming out the winner but what are the opportunity, like the chances of someone else becoming the champion? I feel like the only two people I could see walking out of the chamber with the belt is either Bailey or Sasha. And more so Sasha than mm-hmm. Bailey. I mean, they built a little story between Sasha and Oscar um, at this point, where Sasha just can't seem to get one up over. But no one can. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bailey and her had a great match too, mm-hmm. so I could see that turn into a three way. But then I don't know. I don't know. It, I, well, no, because Alexa Bliss would have to be part of the match at that point. It would be a why rematch. because she would get her uh, yeah, rematch. Rematch yeah. unless they do it. They on get the show it on or, Raw or yeah. something like that. But I, they're so high on Bliss, mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's gonna happen. I, she I feel like she's need something for the yeah, unless she feuds with like Nia Jax or something like that. So or they just throw her in a. You know, a 10 women tag match. That might actually be be interesting because since they are friends, they would be actually able to. Yeah, there's something a little behind Mm -hmm. the feud, too. Uh, A little story behind it, but I don't. I feel like Bliss is walking out of the chamber with that belt. I really do. So, um, yeah, otherwise, on this card, there's not much, really, right? Well, we got Asuka versus Nia Jax. We do. Which makes me. The fact that the stipulation is if Jax wins, she's added to the title match at Mania. Almost makes me feel like she's going to actually win the match. Um, which is a little disconcerting. Because I feel like Asuka, especially if she's going against Ronda or something, you know, 
um, in this somehow. You know, I feel like that might actually end up happening. Like, I feel you think like that mania Oscar will be going up against. I feel like Ronda. something's gonna happen. I feel like that's money. I mean, unless they do the mixed tag thing with Ronda, I think it's more money if Oscar goes in, like undefeated. That's what I'm saying. I feel like she needs to be undefeated, going against mm. you know a caliber of a wrestler, you know, like uh, Ronda. But I don't know. I feel like Nia might end up sneaking in this. Like it might like they want to get the loss, you know, and the the defeated streak over with. Maybe. Do you think Ronda attacks Oscar, gets a ten count, so that she something can say like that, she that. Was never pinned. You could see that. I could see that happening. You know, um, or actually getting you know costing her the match where she actually legitimately gets pinned, and then you do have a nice feud going. You know, because that's a huge streak. I, it was like a couple of years now. Yes, it's like four hundred. I mean that that one is going to bug me or something. <laughs> yeah, but it is what it is. She can't go undefeated forever. I know. It's wrestling. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. It, it's got me kind of you know scratching my head. I don't mm. see necessarily where they're going. You know, I guess we'll know more on Sunday. You know, uh, she Rhonda is actually like signing her contract so i'm guessing we'll find out more mm-hmm. what she's actually going to be doing at mania they've been doing like packages where they're showing her training and everything now um i feel like she needs to be a heel i feel like she's going to get booed by the crowd no mm-hmm. matter what really? even when the package came out they were booing her oh okay um yeah she just hasn't proven herself in the ring and now so many people are behind the women's wrestlers mm-hmm. that you know it's kind of a case of like you haven't earned your stripes so, I mean, they could really book her as, like, you know, almost Lesnar, hmm. you know, at this well, point. Well, that's, that's how I expect them to book her. Well, after seeing her come out and smiling all goofy and pointing at the sign yeah. over and over again, she definitely needs a better performance, you know, at this contract I signing. feel like so, that's like, okay, these are the things that they told me to do. I'm going to. It was just so awkward. Yes. It was horrible. <laughs> it really was. It was a cool moment because, you know, mm. you weren't sure if it was going to happen and you actually got it. But at the same time, it was very awkward, like watching it back. Mm. So I feel like she needs to come off as a badass and just be completely quiet and giving yeah, I, the people the death stare. Do you think she talks? During her I hope If she does, I hope it's very little. I don't think she necessarily has the mic skills now. Because has she ever... I don't even remember her like in UFC trash talking. Not really. Not really. I mean, they do they do the little press conferences. I mean, yeah. in the weigh-ins, but no Conor McGregor. She's not. No, absolutely <laughs> not. You know, she's just a different animal, though. She's you know she's Lesnar basically. I could see them putting her with you know Heyman. That would be amazing. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> it would be really cool though because you've uh-huh. got Heyman with Lesnar and you know Rousey. Uh, that would be awesome. I could see that. Giving her a mouthpiece like that mm-hmm. and just having her. Oh, he would sell the hell out. Oh, my God. And just having, <laughs> especially because there are rumors that Lesnar's done after Mania, but there's always rumors every year that Lesnar's done after Mania. Um, that you gives him enough money in front of him. He's coming back. Yeah, but he wants to go to the UFC. That's the rumor. That's the only thing I could see him, you know, turning WWE down for is the UFC. If he's got that itch still. And it seems like, you know, he still does. Because that's been going on. We've been hearing about it for the last yeah. year or so. So, But we'll see. Because he's, he's not getting any younger. Um, but yeah, I, I I could definitely dig a Heyman, you know, Ronda-like pairing. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That would be great. 
So, and that's a perfect mouthpiece. And just have her be a monster and having her destroy people. I know people see it as like totally like disrespectful to all the women who've been doing all the work the last couple of years to build this whole revolution. But what a way to get over as a heel. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's got the credentials. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, as long as she can, you know, work decently in the ring, it's a great gimmick. It really is, you know, because it's real. You know, she's a badass. She could knock your ass out, mm-hmm. you know, in a matter of seconds. We've seen it. <laughs> so, um, do you think, and I, I'm messing up her name. I can't remember at the moment. She's in NXT. She's friends with her. Do you think they bring that up and they make that a team at some point? Ah, uh, yeah. Down the line, I mm-hmm. can definitely see it. And I totally can't think of her name right now either. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> but uh, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if the other two are interested. The whole, like, you know, four horse women, you know? They're definitely going to make an appearance, probably in the Yeah, I don't know if the other two are interested. Are they still fighting? I'm not sure. The other two? I'm not sure. So, I could definitely see something coming out of that, Mm. you know? Because you've got, you know, WWE's four horse women, and then you've got the MMA horse women. So, you know, and they've kind of showed that before. I think we've seen a couple pictures and everything. Oh, they had a moment at TakeOver. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, I could definitely see that. But one of them, right? Wasn't Sasha not there or something like that? Or Charlotte? Yeah. Someone was It was there. dumb. But <laughs> it was dumb. Yes, it is dumb. Especially since they've never really been a stable in the mm-hmm. WWE, so it really doesn't make sense. I would love for them to They would change that be... real fast if, if they had both. I just, I, I really, once again, and I'm, I'm going to go on a tangent here, but I really hope that they add some secondary titles to the women divisions. I really, you know, want to see, like... A mid-card belt or tag belts. Yeah, people have been talking about having a divas, a women's tags belt for a long time. Yeah, I really think it's time. You've got a big enough roster now where you can do it, especially mm. with NXT talent. So, and and after the whole like women's tournament that they did over the summer, mm. so I I could definitely see something like that. I think that'd be great. You know, and then you give another reason for you know them to be on you know wrestling because that's one of the problems is. You know, besides your, you know, blood feud here and there, you know, if you're not going for the title, mm-hmm. you're kind of just sitting there idly waiting, you know, for your shot. So you have no real reason to be on TV. Mm-hmm. So if you have tag belts, then you have a reason to be out there. Well, now I ask, do you have two sets of tag belts or do you have one? God, Christian. That goes back and Don't forth. worry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want there to be two sets of the men's tag belts, honestly. You know, if they're mm-hmm. going to be doing this whole, you know co-branded pay-per-view thing you know so i don't know i don't know it'll be interesting we'll see what happens we're probably not getting any of that oh yeah i mean (laughs) on a pay-per-view when would they even have time for a women's tags match at this point yeah it's well and then they're gonna have to they're really gonna have to almost like alternate title shots on these pay-per-views so but you know that's neither here nor there (laughs) that don't get me started on this whole pay-per-view situation so, but uh, on the card, we also have Hardy versus Wyatt, which just was thrown in last minute, it seems like, which of course makes me nervous. Um, Once again, I'm hoping that we're on the compound and we're not actually getting a ring match. I really doubt it's going to be at the compound. <sighs> I feel like that's something They've they would They've got to go to the Hardy's compound. If you want this angle to get over, if you want Hardy to get over... You've got to end up on the compound. Have they even introduced the compound on television? Not on television, only no. Only on their website. Yeah, only on their website. So I feel like maybe they save that for Mania then. I don't know. That's something like you see that build to it. Yeah. I don't see them just randomly like, hey, 
Harvey's got a compound. Let's go do this. I could see them go to the compound this, you know, because they didn't really announce the match. And then you have the compound happening, this pay-per-view. And then Mania is when you actually get the ring match, you know, in front of the crowd. And that's the blow-off match. Yeah, where maybe you start off at the compound and you end up there and hijinks can just ensue. I mean, what was the name of the river that the where they were resurrecting people? It was insane. <laughs> it was great. Like the Rock and Roll Express came yeah. out. Hurricane showed up. Think about what they could do with all like the WWE they could legends. They do a lot of great things. <laughs> and I, we don't even was... know what's going on with Jeff right now. Yeah. I'm assuming if... I mean, I wanted them to do a, like, Jeff Hardy gets re- resurrected by Matt, but I doubt they're going to do that. I feel like that would be awesome. separate them. But Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> they could do it just for a little bit. I mean, it's all tongue-in-cheek. Mm. But, yeah, can you believe Bray was champion this time last year? I can't. Right? It and I was so, so excited about that back So then, long ago. Like, oh. I was the happiest camper in the world. I was like, they finally gave Bray something, and then they immediately sent him to the other show. Yep, and they had to get rid of the title. They take the title off. Did he lose it? Not right away. No, no. He, no he won. Didn't he win? He won it at SmackDown. I thought he won, he won it. On, he won it at the Hell in the Cell, or not the Hell in the Cell? Chamber. Elimination Chamber. That's right. And then um, on he SmackDown, lost it to didn't he? He lost it to Orton. I mean, yes, right? at Mania. So he kept it for like a month and a half. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was mean, hoping for so much more. I was hoping that he was going to stay. Was, they worked that feud for a while though, because they did the whole thing where Orton was part of, yeah. you know, the family, and then he turned on him. I didn't have such a problem with that. The only problem I had with it was it was so obvious what was going to happen. Yeah, especially with them already having done a storyline like this with Daniel Bryan, and yeah, I but I liked that. It almost felt like, and I don't know what we're talking about last year's Mania, but it <laughs> almost felt like Orton was more of the heel. Like he went to his home and he like burned down his shack. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, who's the face here? And then you had like Wyatt in the ashes and everything. Mm. What destroyed the whole thing was the Mania match. You know how poorly booked that was mm. with the stupid visual effects in the ring and Orton just not even selling it at all. You know, that's what killed it. Like, it would have been fine if Orton had sold it. I, that's what I say. I mean... Yeah, I could deal with Orton winning the match um, if he would have sold the whole, you know, the eyeballs and the spookiness of everything. Because, mm. I mean, that's the thing. Like, Undertaker wouldn't be the Undertaker if the other guy didn't sell everything that he was doing, you know? Mm. All the little gimmicks and smoke and mirrors that he was pulling. If they don't sell it, then it just looks exactly. stupid and you're the boogeyman, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I don't know. I don't have high hopes, though, at this point. Really, especially after they wasted the first match on the Raw 25 show. So, but yeah, that's pretty much the whole pay per view. That we know of. That we know of. I feel like something's just going to be thrown. Are the um, Raw tag team titles going to be on the show? I don't know. It seems like they're hinting at that um, with everything that's happening with Titus Worldwide Mm -hmm. and, you know. The bar, but... Well, you think you would, they would have announced that on Raw? I feel like you're going to get either an announcement later this week, or you're going to get them on the kickoff show. Hmm. Which, Maybe a random Twitter post. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I don't give Titus Worldwide a shot in hell at those belts. Um, but God. they seem to be over <laughs> right now, and they're giving them a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm wrong. I just don't want to see... It's like hot potato with the tag belts right now. I want to see the bar get some momentum. When was when did they um, get the belts again? 
they beat Rollins and Jordan just like recently, the past month. But those two teams mm-hmm. were passing those belts back and forth. So um, I want to see Revival to get into the you know the title mm-hmm. scene. I want to see the club get in the title scene. So the last thing I really want is Titus Worldwide with the tag belts. <laughs> so unless they're just going to drop them right away <laughs> to the club or you know Revival. So. I mean. It, it does how, seem like not that much of a show, though. Yeah, because you've I'm got, saying like how little matches are we just talked about. Yeah. I mean these. I mean the chambers are big matches. They do last a while. There's going to be a lot going on, and they could even go way past. Oh yeah, the entrance. They could be an hour match exactly. easily. So yeah, I don't know. But don't do you know. like like do you throw a 205 live match on on this card out of nowhere? I, I mean, hope not. Like, I mean, if you want to give everyone a bathroom break. <laughs> Although I hear the show's getting better. <laughs> so I have to check it out for myself. But yeah. Does, does I, Heath Ledger get a... Uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Slater. <laughs> Heath Ledger's back from the grave? I hope so. I mean, McMahon's got, you know, some some power. He can pull some strings. He does know oh, The Undertaker. He could bring him back, right? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be some comedy bits here and there thrown in. Yeah, but otherwise, I'm sure there's going to be a big spot where Strowman destroys something. That's going to happen, you know, Mm. especially if he loses the match. You're going to get, like, some kind of bit where he, you know. Have him break all the pods. Oh, I'm sure. Like, he'll probably punch a hole. Like, they always (laughs) get knocked out at some point. Mm. These bulletproof, you know, pods, you know. these. Oh, especially if you call them bulletproof pods. Oh, they will. He's, he's going to just... Maybe yeah. he even breaks out early. He'll shatter him or something. Yeah, exactly. You know, with the Miz. <laughs> with this lifeless body. Who do you think will be... We didn't mention this, but who do you think will be the first two in? Well, the Miz is definitely the first one. He lost okay. a match where he's the first one in. I do not know who's going to be... I could see maybe uh, Rollins after, you know, his performance. Maybe where they want him to kind of like, you know, go Iron Man style. Hmm. You know, can he do it they again? They want you to think he might win. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I feel like that's what Monday was about, really. Only to be eliminated by Cena. Oh, God. I hope not. I really hope not. I feel like I feel like you're going to get Taker. I feel like everyone's predicting this, but I feel like you're going to get Taker through the match. Oh, I could totally Yanking hear Cena the down. Uh huh. Going off, he shows up in the middle of the ring. Yeah, points at the Mania sign and then choke slams him or something like mm. that. That'd be cool. I'd be good with that. Yeah. So, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I hope that Balor just el- eliminates Cena at this point. Yeah, he needs it's to get one. one he needs to get something back after losing to mm. Cena. Um, you know, and just overall, I, I feel like it's all been downhill since his loss to Kane. Mm. Really, you know, after he had that great match, <laughs> after that great match with Styles, um, coming off that pay per view, and then you know the next night losing to Kane, I just feel like he hasn't been the same. So. I'm I'm pretty sure you're gonna get like Balor versus Miz at Mania. It is what it is. It is what it is. But they're building up Miz. I could see Miz actually being the uh, last guy to get pinned. I could see Miz maybe lasting the whole thing because they've really been pushing him hard. Um, you know, and it's well deserved at this point. Mm. You know, I can't say it isn't because he is probably one of the more entertaining things on <sighs> Raw. Um, I mean, if it's Miz and Reigns as the last two people in the chamber, I. You know who else? I'm sorry. I'm going to totally no, backtrack. I wonder if Joe interferes. Because they're not saying... He's not ruled out for Mania. And they kind of hinted this thing between Joe and Cena. Since they trained together. 
So I could see maybe Joe. Like, That'd be great. They have great him. banter back and forth. They do, and Joe is fantastic mm. on the mic. He's really, you know, when Cena's not there, he is the best guy on the mic on Raw. So I could definitely see that happening. That'd be a great match. Mm. So, but you know, I digress. <laughs> so, on to the real main event. Yep. Black Panther was released this weekend, and it was really, really good. Yes, really, really good. <laughs> well that's gonna do it folks we're done <laughs> yeah have a good night we're out. no um it was it was amazing it was an amazing film it made all the money <laughs> it made all all of money. the money ridiculous amounts wow. of money holy crap like i knew it was gonna be big and i mean i think we talked about this in the previous yes we knew it was gonna be big the projection for that was just 165 million yeah, and well, and then I think last minute it went up to like it possibly could hit one ninety, but then it did over one ninety, right? Two hundred one was the official Jesus. for just that weekend, and then it was two thirty five. Once that's last Jedi money. money. Mm-hmm. My God, I don't think they could have seen that coming. No, they could not. And it's not slowing down. Not it's going to make more and more money, <laughs> so it'll be in the theaters for a while. So I'm def- I'm going back and seeing mm. it next weekend, especially after that reception. It's going to get. Up there. It's going to hit that six hundred million. Yeah, I mean, I went on a on Friday at like a, I think it was like twelve o'clock or something mm-hmm. like that, and a, it was a small theater that I, I've been a million times, and it's never packed for the matter. This theater was packed, and the, it was like there weren't just like you know like you know immediate families there or a couple people here and there like me. Mm. Um, there were like generations of family there, so it was really really cool to see. Um, there were actually people like dressed up in like African garb, like taking pictures mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, you know, because I saw a few posts on the internet, like, really, that's actually, a... and it was legit. Like, this was actually like at the theater I was at, it was happening. There were kids dressed up like the Black Panther there. You know, and you saw that actually after Civil War, there were people that were doing that with their kids. They would have the African garb, but also the kid would be in the Black Panther costume. So it's great to see that it exploded. Yes, yes. Just how much this movie meant mm. to so many people, you know. It really was like, you know, a, you know, social event, you know, something that matters um, and something that was relevant to the times, which you don't get that mm. much nowadays with films. So um, tell me what you thought of the movie, man. Um, so I'm going to start by first saying this movie was amazing. Okay. It didn't blow my mind the way that the reviewers were trying to tell me. Okay. But anyway, still, it's still one of the best Marvel movies I think they've ever made. Okay, and it's definitely up there for me. And we're gonna we're gonna get into even more what we think are the best Marvel movies later. Yes, but yeah, I absolutely love this film mm-hmm. from start to finish. I thought it was a great standalone story. Uh, didn't need to be tied to anything. You really got to feel of Wakanda, all the different elements. You got all the different tribes. It was it was just so well done. Yes, I mean, just very just beautiful storytelling. Mm-hmm. Too. I mean, I, that's the one thing that, you know, for me, I think it was the best translation um, from page to film um, that I've seen yes. from a comic book, you know, to, to a movie. Um, I just, I really like, certain, like Iron Man was very close, um, but this just overall, like just, this was what this movie had to be and needed to be hmm. and they did it i mean this and i'm not a huge black panther fan like in the comic book world hmm. you know I, I 
I might have read a handful of his like solo books, you know, here and there. Like I was big into his like Hell's Kitchen run, but you know, for me, you know, him being a king is just kind of unrelatable. Yeah. But um, this made me want to go out <laughs> and get like Black Panther books. Mm. I mean, I've always been a fan of him in like a team ass, you know, dynamic. But yeah, no, this you know got me excited for Black Panther. You know, I want to read more Black Panther now. Um, just. I don't know. It was just so well done. I mean, Ryan Coogler just knocked it out of the park again. Completely. Yeah. So, I mean, let's talk about the performances. Um, who stole the show for you? It's hard, right? <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a hard question. I'm going to stick with Chad. Chadwick? Or is that... <laughs> I could pull up the names for you, Christian. Yes, yes you're right. Um, I, I'm going to stick with him because he did such a great job. I love even that opening moment where it's um, I never freeze and he immediately freezes when he uh-huh. sees um, his uh, his ex. Yeah, it was it was great. It was a great performance through and through. Not a scene was wasted in this movie no. either. You know, um, the characters all resonated and they all had great moments. Mm. They all had something to do on screen. No one was there just to be there. So, I mean, you fell in love with a lot of these characters, and they're all well-layered. You know, not any of them were one-dimensional, mm. I felt like. Um, Suri, for me, I mean, she was everything. You know, just a great character. Um, you know, stole so many scenes that she was in, and, you know, you just wanted to see more of her. Mm. Um, Michael B. Jordan, yeah. you know, I mean, is he the best Marvel villain of all time? Is it like him and Loki, neck to neck? I guess. But yeah. there's more I have to say about the villains in Marvel. Okay. In general. It's just... as a, Spoilers, by the way. Okay. Once again, our villain is killed off. Mm-hmm. And I just... I don't know why. <laughs> you want to... I really... You know what? There was a point where, too, where I thought he was going to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I thought would have been interesting. I mean, there's always a chance he, you know... He got killed, they bury him, and he comes There's, back. yeah, but, there's many ways. It is Marvel, you know, it is a comic book <laughs> mm-hmm. movie, but that doesn't seem to be the way, you know, for them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we were introduced to this whole spiritual plane thing, too, you know, where all the former Black Panthers exist. Mm-hmm. So he might be existing, you know, out there. I'm sure we'll get him in a flashback at least yeah. at some point. But I, I could have done, and this is a criticism, I could have done with about five more minutes exactly. of Killmonger. Yeah. I could have done with both Killmonger and Claw. I Claw was, was, right? <laughs> he was phenomenal in the film. And he's just so quickly killed off. Yeah, but he had his moments. He had his moments. I, I don't know if I'd want to see him through the whole movie. He could have ran away. He could... Oh, oh, I, I, I'm fine <laughs> with him surviving. Yes. But he was just... I mean, Andy Circus just... You know, him not with, like, you know, the whole, like, you know, mocap thing mm-hmm. going on. Like, actually just seeing him, you know, get to be on screen as himself. And just, he seemed like he was having a blast. Yeah, he killed it. Yes, yes. You know, just so much charisma. I mean, he doesn't need any CGI to get over. <laughs> that guy is just fantastic. I want to see more of him, you know, just as him in the movies. Um, just a great portrayal of, you know, a so-so you know, villain in the Marvel universe. Um, I really, really enjoyed his performance. So, but yeah, I mean, every scene for me, like, was well done. Like, all the action scenes, the chase in uh, Korea, 
I mean, even though we saw it, like they use that over and over again in the trailer, I was still on the edge of my seat the entire time. This whole movie was just well paced, mm -hmm. you know, and just their use, their creative use of like the technology and stuff. There's things that I've never seen before in a movie. Like I loved everything with like, you know, um, Surrey like taking over the vehicles, yes. you know, with the whole like, you know, um, whatever reality and I, machine that she was using. Yeah, I, I loved all the like the vibranium in everything. Like you can like see the grains of it. You could like when they have the little holograms and it makes the people. It's all vibranium uh -huh. behind it, just bubbling and making it. Yeah, and I thought that was such a unique way of doing that. Yes, just extremely clever and you, and just different. You haven't seen that before, and I re I always get excited about movies where they're showing me something new. So um, I yeah. don't know how to pronounce this. Uh, Akoi. What was her name? Akoi. You're talking about Michonne. Yes. <laughs> Akoi. Yes. Yes. It, another once again, absolutely phenomenal performance. Yes. Yes. And she was something they showed in the trailers a lot, but I didn't know how much her exactly. character would have to do, you know, in this movie. And she was another uh, scene stealer for me, mm -hmm. you know. And she was a true badass. Like you felt like she could take out the Black Panther if she really wanted yes. to, <laughs> um, you know. And this movie wasn't only just empowered for like African Americans; it was empowered for like females in general, because mm -hmm. every female, like I mean, everyone, was surrounded was, by yes, like, just strong powerful women, women. and they, time. you know, they stole the show half mm -hmm. the time. So really, I mean, Surrey's um, intellect is up there with Iron Man, if exactly. not, you know far you know seceding like where you know tony stark is mm -hmm. um so I, I i just want to see more and you know in the comics surrey actually ends up taking over the black panther you know mantle so i don't think that's going to happen anytime soon yeah, i think but you know it'd be really <laughs> cool if it did mm -hmm. you know i could see that happening or teased at least i wanted to float this button as a way to even like it won't happen mm -hmm. as a way to even jump start it i see Tony Stark becoming extreme, like with them putting this information out to the world, their tech. I see Tony Stark becoming extremely interested in Shuri. Oh yeah. What if you got a Wakandan Ironheart? That'd be cool. I've, I, you know, with the way the movie ended, hmm. I almost felt like I could see, you know, because they go to Oakland and they open up the uh, science youth outreach yeah. program. That's I awesome. almost felt mm. like, you know, you would get like a Riri Williams, you know, through that, you know, like you would have her introduced in that way. That'd be a great could, way to do it. You know, because in in the comics you get um, Ironheart is actually, I think, I don't know if she's being mentored by Tony or she wins a scholarship or yeah. something like that. Tony like somehow gets interested. She built her own Iron Man mm. suit on her own without Tony's help. And that kind of, you know, gets them connected. So... I could almost see that. I think that would make sense in this world. So that is a good idea. I could definitely see that. Um, I feel like she is going to have a lot to do in uh, Infinity oh, War. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially since we're seeing a lot of that, mm. you know, a lot of the teasers right now in trailer taking place in Wakanda. I feel like you're going to, which is awesome to me too, because I was like thinking, I was like, oh man, we're going to have to wait so long <laughs> before we get like a part two mm. of this. But we're getting no. in a couple months. We're going to be in Wakanda. You know, we're getting Black Panther. We're no. getting these characters. Why do you think we're in Wakanda? That's a good question. Uh, well, 
Well, we know that Captain's probably with the way the... And we're totally getting off track of the I know, but, but I, have, I have a point. Okay, okay. Um, I could... Maybe... Maybe there's a gem there? Yeah. You that's know? what I'm thinking. So maybe there's a gem. they have like a connection with the soul, being able to go to this plane, what if there is a gem there that's hidden underneath somewhere? I could see that. I could see that. I mean, I think that's been kind of rumored too, the whole mm. soul gem thing. Um, cause I don't think we know where the soul gem is. That's yeah, the one that's gem one that missing. we're missing right mm-hmm. now. So that's definitely a strong possibility. It would make sense. Um, especially with the whole, like, you know, cosmic, you know. Cause I don't feel like Thanos is just randomly showing up in Wakanda to fight them. No, I, you know, if they don't go that route, I could see just because, you know, the Winter Soldier's there. So Captain America's going to show up to, mm-hmm. you know, get, you know, help. And then somehow he recruits Wakanda's armies. You know, so they could go that route too, but it would be much more interesting if the soul gem was yeah. there. So, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but let's get back to this yes. movie. So, I just, you know, I love the social commentary through this whole movie. And I know a lot of people, well, a handful of trolls. I shouldn't say a lot of people. I feel like that gets done up a lot on the internet. We're like, well, a lot of people are saying this. Well, mm. it's just a handful of assholes. Yeah. But a lot of people are complaining like, oh, it, you know, it's too preachy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And there's too much of a message. And, you know, to me, like, this is a superhero movie. That's something that people are saying. Mm. Oh, this, you know, I don't want to have to think during my... When these movies are done right and when these books are done right, there is a message. Yeah. This, to me, once again, this is modern mythology. So when these books are done right, they do have a message and they could have, you know, a strong message like this one does because this message is very timely. <laughs> so, um, you know, just that end scene, you know, mm-hmm. where he's, you know, making that speech in the UN and he's kind of, you know, introducing the world to the real Wakanda, you know, where she, he brings up, you know, um, you know, wise men build exactly. bridges, yeah. you know, not walls, you know, fools build walls. So obviously <laughs> we know who he's aiming that comment at. Um, you know, and I understand why maybe some people were upset about that. Do I care? No, fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) Just great. I did see those complaints where they thought this is too politically charged for a comic book movie, but it's like, get over it. It's the reason we, we love comic book stories and the stories that get remembered forever are the ones that actually have true meanings and powerful things behind them. A message, you know, and a well, like like the themes throughout this whole movie, you know, you have the whole father son dynamic. Mm. You know, you have him, you know, really trying to come to terms with the, the sins of his father. Mm. And that's something I was not expecting at all oh, yeah. in this movie. Oh, yeah, I did movie. not expect his uh, father to have done something so... Once again, they, like, they really kept, like, a lot of this story under wraps. You mm. know, they gave us enough trailer to, you know, keep us going for... And getting us hyped for the last, like, six months or so. But they kept a lot of huge story elements under wraps, which I really love. You know, I love that when a movie surprises me and I don't know where it's Mm. going. You know, the fact that his father, you know, did something so, you know, horrendous. You know, I mean, you understand, you know, why or why. But the fact that, you know, he kind of, he created Killmonger, you know, Mm. and that, He's the one, he's one of the many Black Panthers, you know, kings who are kind of keeping Wakanda on its own, you know. And, you know, finally, you know, at the end, you have, you know, T'Challa, you know, having this big moment on the spiritual plane, facing his father and telling him, no, you're wrong and you're all wrong. 
you know, that this was not the right decision, that we need to be out there in the world. We need to be helping people. We can't be alone just protecting mm. ourselves, you know. We, you know, Killmonger is the perfect representation for, you know, all of, you know, what African-Americans were going through, you know. The fact that they all feel abandoned, you know, um, by, you know, what this nation of Wakanda has done. Um, if they knew about it, of yeah. course. So, I mean, it just, it, it just was perfect pitch really you know this whole movie i really really enjoyed how well layered mm. it was so um cgi was definitely spotty um at points yeah especially there are certain throws where um the final battle when they're falling you know <laughs> between killmonger well, I mean, and that didn't actually bother me i you thought it, really looked, like, it looked like a video game to me <laughs> you know what really got me hmm. the um so he's doing the uh the crowning ceremony Mm-hmm. And half, like, there's a cutoff point where half the crowd is pretty much CGI. Uh-huh. And the rest is just normal. I was yeah. like, what? Just, just put real people. Yeah. It really bothered me. I could tell because there was a slightly different lighting on them. Uh-huh. It was just all just kind of weirdly funky. You could just, especially, I, I saw it in um, t- uh, 2D IMAX. So oh, okay. I'm seeing this on this giant screen, and I'm like, I can literally see the line. See, I saw on a pretty crappy people. screen. <laughs> <laughs> I go to this theater just because there aren't always that many people there, as mm-hmm. I was, you know, stating before. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised by the fact there were so many people there, but I didn't pick up on that. But I've actually heard other people complain about that scene. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of weird that that would be an issue in yeah. this big of a movie because I know it had the budget for it, but. Maybe they just felt like the story was enough to carry it through. But, you know, bad CGI always throws me off. Mm. You know, I mean, that final battle could have meant so much more. I I really, I just, that fall when they're like battling everything totally looked animated to me. Like completely animated. It was near the level of Spider-Man 3 when they're fighting down by the trains. Yes, and I've seen side-by-sides where people have actually used Spider-Man oh, really? 3 as a comparison. <laughs> so it's funny that you actually brought that up. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was. And that movie took place, what, like 10 years ago? Yeah, exactly. Something like that. So, I, I mean, I mean, we're in a better place technology-wise. <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, I mean, it didn't take... The CG team is a little busy right now working on something else. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Disney has all the money. Though, I know. So. They do have all the money. It's okay, though. I forgive them because mm. the movie was just that good. You know, I mean, it really, really was. And I, maybe some people just aren't sticklers for things like that yeah you know i don't know i don't know i expect a studio to be a stickler too i would well not well not warner brothers (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they'll hire whoever uh (laughs) apparently (laughs) any 13 year old with a computer so but yeah no i mean just looking like i'm i'm actually having to look at the list of actors because there are so many great actors um you know force whitaker was fantastic Mm. in this movie with you know he didn't have much but he had a lot more than I expected, yeah. you know, character-wise. Um, what I really like about that is that each character had, like, a small arc through it. Mm-hmm. And they were all completed. There was no, like, loose ends anywhere that I felt. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all such strong performances. Exactly. And we knew that looking at this cast. Mm-hmm. We knew they're going to... But it's whether or not you have the script to support all these great actors. You know, give them something to do. And they did that. They really did. Um, I think the only character I didn't know if there was any purpose for their being there was Everett K. Ross. Yes, that was interesting. And I felt like he was kind of there just for like almost the comedic aspect. Yes. So, um, Which is fine. It's good to throw in some laughs here and there. But mm-hmm. 
He did have a great moment with the piloting of the ship. Yeah. That could have been a different character, though. it could have been anyone. So, but I get it. I mean, I guess they kind of set that up with Civil War, so... Mm. You know, and that's before Coogler, I think, was on Black Panther. So maybe he felt like he had to, you know, bring that character in. I guess it was a tie, but... You know, I wouldn't so. have even thought of it, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't have missed it if it was going, Hey, whatever happened to that character? Yeah. Like, I didn't need him technically past when Claw died. Yeah, like after the casino? Yeah. I didn't need him at all. So, I mean, he did have a nice moment, and he did bring some light humor into a pretty, like, you know... You know, at that point, we think, you know, Black Panther is dead. We think, you know, T'Challa's been in it, but even though we know that he's not. Mm. Um, so it's a pretty, like, heavy, heavy scene going on, and he kind of brings, you know, some levity. So I guess maybe that's why that was really his true function. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't need some old white dude shooting mm. down planes, you know, <laughs> at that point in the movie. So, um uh, I mean, all my other gripes are really tiny things, like like no blood. <laughs> yeah, Mbaku though, I love that character. Um, you know, who's basically Manape in the comics. Oh yes. You know, I thought that was fantastic. That I mean, because he's just a straight up, you know, kind of one dimensional villain to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and a little ratio, like just I don't know, a little insensitive, <laughs> like you know, where they I think Marvel's kind of swept him underneath the carpet per se you know like the last you know decade or so you know just being kind of an insensitive character um so i was i was surprised to see him in the movie and to have such a big role but such an awesome role in the movie Mm. you know they really kind of redeemed that character and made that character into something when i felt like he really wasn't much there wasn't much substance there it was actually it was going to be a gripe when i was watching the film Mm -hmm. because I'm like, why is he helping T'Challa? And for a while, he wasn't respond. They didn't say anything about it. Like, why was he there helping T'Challa when he was obviously jealous of him? Didn't like. You're talking about during the battle. After the battle, when he has him, he kept him alive. Uh huh. In the snow. Yeah. So we find out, you know. Oh, you're talking about after the battle between yes. Killmonger and yeah. T'Challa. Okay. Way after. So I, I, I was like, are they going to address the fact that he just helped someone who was clearly his enemy when he had the opportunity? To take that flower, become the new king, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And they did. It was literally, it was this close. I mm-hmm. was like, this is going to really upset me if they don't address this for some... Because like, it was just, a, it was like a loose end for me. Mm-hmm. And I like that they addressed it. It was a full character moment. Yeah. And it built on him. That he had some kind of sense of honor. Exactly. You know, about him. So that was cool. That he's not just this one-dimensional mm-hmm. character running around in this ape costume, you know, like he exactly. is in the comics... You know, you've got a fully formed character who has some sense of honor, some sense of dignity, and even surprises us at the end. You know, he was another character, too, who was performing, who was actually having some great, like, comedy, you know, <laughs> scenes, you know, going on. Um, the scene when the whole family's in there, like, kind of talking about what they're going to do and everything, and all of a sudden you hear, Are you guys done yet? <laughs> <laughs> And he's just like sitting there at his throne, shaking his head. Um, Just an awesome scene. So I I was just really happy. And I popped when he showed up in the final battle. You know, I kind of had a feeling he would. I knew it was good. But (laughs) it was still a cool scene, you know, that he kind of helped turn the tides. Um, I thought that was badass. So, um, yeah. Killmonger, though. Man, what a badass, huh? (laughs) He, uh, they were not afraid to 
do killings in this movie, and he was really just full blown. He was a killmonger. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he lived up to his name. Mm-hmm. But you know what? What a well layered character, though, because you could really understand mm-hmm. his motives. Um, the scene where he travels to the spiritual realm and he interacts with his dad and everything, and he's sitting there. And his dad, I think, says, like, no more tears, no tears for me, mm. you know? And he kind of has that moment where he's like, you know, people die all the time, you know? But then at the same time, you know, he drops a tear, yeah. um, you know? And he kind of talks about, you know, like, you know, how could they have done this to me? They left me behind. You know, he feels abandoned, you know, by his people. Um, he's that kid who's you know, on the basketball court, yes. and he has that awesome scene where he looks up and he sees this spaceship. And that was spaceship. the last thing I actually expected. I was like, oh, it's just, you know, an extra. But then he actually has a storyline. Yes. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's just well-layered storytelling mm. going on. Because I didn't even realize it at first either, where it was, you know, um, where it was going. where Because they introduced that whole, like, you know, um, mm. flashback with that scene where the kids are sitting there on the basketball court. Um, but yeah, no, I just really, and just his whole speech, you know, in the throne room where he's just kind of going off and like, you know, we're out there dying and you guys are all sitting here, you know, playing dress up, you know, just a great scene. Mm. Just, just awesome. So, I mean, yeah, it's a shame that they killed them off. I agree. I understand why to a certain extent, but you know, would I have liked to see him in, you know, Black Panther 2? Yeah. You know, I feel like he's kind of like his Magneto, if you will, you know, at this point. Mm. You know, just that character where you just don't like, feel like we have enough, like, villain arcs in Marvel at all. Yeah, besides Loki. Besides Loki. You know, you're talking about the MCU? Yeah, and the MCU. Yeah. I mean, really, you've got Loki, and that's probably it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't really even, right now, off the top of my head, I can't name anyone else. So. I, I mean, mean, there hasn't been a whole, I mean, a whole lot of great villain moments but then you you present us killmonger and i was like i want to see this guy go on do something else mm-hmm. have more of an art because i felt like especially as a multi-dimensional no, dimensional uh, <laughs> dimension what's the word i'm looking for multi-layered sorry okay character he can still build and be something a great enemy for him later on but almost too at the end it felt like he was kind of like seeing the light mm. you know no pun intended because he was actually looking at the sunrise but like it felt like he was having that moment where you know he understood but then at the same time you know his last line is to you know you know bury me at sea because that's where my ancestors exactly. you know, died so that was a really really cool moment that resonated so um but yeah no just a great performance and you knew it was going to be I mean, the guy, everything he touches is gold, you know, from, you know, back in the day in The Wire, you know, as a child actor, you know, carrying those heavy scenes. Um, just, I mean, such a talented young actor. You know, I can't imagine what you're going to get from him in like 10 years. Marvel redeems another Johnny. What's his last name? Johnny Storm? Johnny Storm, yes. <laughs> you wanted I, to say Blaze, I didn't did. you? I Everyone really did. wants to say Blaze. <laughs> Yeah, so, but no, I mean, go see this movie. I mean, just just a great time, you know, besides all the messages and everything else going on with it. Just a fantastic, fun, entertaining movie. You know, just what going to the movies should be all about. Hmm. Did you have a, a star rating or anything like that? 
Oh God, you're putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> God, if we're gonna do out of five stars, I'm gonna give it five stars. I'm gonna give it five. I'm gonna do the same. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> give it five. Um, I was not, dis- especially with the amount of hype. <laughs> you know, yeah, usually with this much hype, there's a fall. Yeah, because you're gonna be you're. There's no way that you're not going to be disappointed because mm-hmm. they really. I mean, I was super excited with how everything looked and everything. I mean, just knowing what they could do and who was behind this, you know, creatively, I was really hyped up for this movie, as you heard last podcast. Mm. But it did not disappoint at all. So I got to give it five. I really, I mean, I really do. They really knocked it out of the park. Well, one last thing before we move on. Okay. Did Did you have any thoughts or care? About seeing the Winter Soldier at the very end. No. But I don't care for um, the actor portraying the Winter Soldier. Really? It's a, it's a problem with Sebastian, huh? Yeah. He feels very wooden to me. Hmm. So, um, you know, so I, I'm not a huge fan of that actor and that portrayal. Of the character. And it, maybe it's what they, they've given him on page, you know? I mean, he's very one-dimensional. And where I feel like in the comic book, he's well, much he's... more of a layered character. Mm-hmm. Has he had any moments to really show that he's more than... In Civil War, he had a few moments. And he was okay in Civil War. But there's it's such a nuanced character that they just haven't nailed it yet. And maybe they will with Infinity War. We'll see. You know, especially with what is being rumored. If that actually comes to fruition, you know, I... I don't see, <laughs> you know, how it's going to work. So, I don't I, know. I think, um, what's his name, is too signed off. Like, he's and not... what I'm talking about is Bucky, the Winter Soldier, yeah. eventually taking over the mantle for Captain America. I, 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 At this point, I don't think that they're going to do that. Okay. I mostly think that because um, Chris... Evans. Chris Evans, there you go. There's Chris Pine, there's Chris Evans. There's lots of Chris's. It's all over <laughs> Chris Evans has showed no, like, like interest in leaving. I mean, he's showed... His contract's is up. Though. His contract's up, but he'd still do it. Did he say, I'll still do it? Yeah. I thought he was on his way out. Like, he's, like, pining to, like, do other things. Oh, well, as far as my understanding... <laughs> I was under the impression that, that was, he was still interested in... That, him. like, his contract's up and he is not, as, as far as I know, he is not resigned. Because that would be a huge story right now. Because that means he's going to continue as Captain America. Mm. So hence all the rumors that Captain America is not necessarily long for this world right now. Well, I just don't think you need to continue making Captain America films in general. Yeah. I'm not saying that it would necessarily be a film, but I feel like this is kind of where the story is going and that's where it went in the books. So I don't know, man. I don't know. He's got to show me something if that's going to happen. If he's mm. going to pick up that shield, he's got to really show me something next uh, next movie, mm. Infinity War. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. But yeah, when he showed up on screen, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, the crowd at my theater was just like, I waited for this. Yeah. <laughs> was well, nothing little... even happened. Yeah. You know, and you knew he was there, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like a big reveal or anything. So... It like, kind of seemed like a throwaway. Maybe setting up him in like Suri's like you know relationship. I don't know. Yeah, it I mean, was just kind of like throwing something. They in even there made a joke something. earlier in the film that he was there, so it was just like. Oh really? I missed that. What was the joke then? Um, I have to fix two white boys. Oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, 
So we both gave Black Panther five stars. And I'm wondering, where does that put it in the line of best Marvel movies? What is your Mount Rushmore of Marvel? Are we saying MCU? MCU, of course. Okay. So Mount Rushmore. So that's to be four. Honest, that's here, four. I, to, just to completely derail us, would there be a DC film that would make it on there? No, I was thinking movie? like Sony and Fox okay. Marvel movies. Yeah. So that's a whole different ball. <laughs> you introduce those two studios mm. and the X-Verse, you know. And yeah, let's stick to MCU. Make it easy. <laughs> okay. MCU. Um, wow. Okay. So should we go in a particular order? Maybe we'll start from the bottom of the list? Sure. Man. All right. Um, Civil War, hmm. I'll say. Um, I love everything the Russos do. I mean, this is kind of the introduction of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. This is the introduction of Spider-Man. And this is exactly what a movie, you know, in this universe can be. This is how you do a crossover. Mm-hmm. Everyone got, like, the perfect amount of time. The story made sense. The action was just completely off the chain. That airport scene was fantastic. But I love the um, depth of just exploring kind of the relationship of like Tony and uh, Steve. Mm. So I, I love that aspect of it, but I love that. Like, yeah, there's Avengers, you know, hanging out in their <laughs> living room or in their kitchen. Mm. And, you know, it just felt like a comic book to me, you mm. know, it wasn't like, Oh, they had to be like destroying something or this big, you know, intro scene. It was literally like vision in a sweater vest, you know, hanging yeah. out. You know, I love that. Like it felt like a comic book and I love that. And the Russo's just, I mean, they can do no wrong right now. Well, now, we'll I just, see. I totally just jinxed them <laughs> <laughs> with infinity uh, war coming up. Yes. But yeah, I mean, a much bigger... I mean, man, yeah, I love the Russo's. What would be your number four? My number four right now is Black Panther. Okay. I think it's just been the the best standalone Marvel film that they've made. Awesome. Okay. All right. I got it. I'm, okay. All right. Number four, Black Panther. All right. Um, number three for me was The Avengers. So that was, you know, the movie has its flaws. Mm. Um, besides Killmonger, you know, one of the best villains. I mean. In the Marvel Universe, oh, Loki. Loki. Okay. Yes. I'm like, Killmonger um, wasn't in the yes. Avengers. <laughs> no, no, let me finish the sentence. Um, yeah, besides Killmonger, Loki's definitely my favorite, you know, Marvel villain. Hmm. Um, and he just, every scene in that movie, Are he you shrieking owned. in the crowd with all the other villains? Do the girls shriek for him? Oh, yes. You, really? You, you're, not, you're not aware of that? No, oh, I'm not aware Tom of this. Tom Hiddleston has... The fangirls. Really? Yes. <laughs> well, I guess I'm shrieking in the crowd. Because <laughs> I love his Loki. Mm-hmm. So, um, really? Yes. That's interesting. You've I mean, never good, seen He's that? a good looking mm-hmm. guy. But, I mean, Chris Helmsworth. Like, I feel like he's, I don't know. No. it's Maybe it's that's just my taste. It's all Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm out of touch with my uh, teenage girl self. I, I don't know. So, but yeah, no. Uh, Avengers, I mean, really, it kind of set the tone for the whole MCU, even though we had, you know, films before that. Um, just, I thought it was a great introduction to the whole team concept. Mm. So, and it was another case of there being so much hype and them just, you know, knocking it out of the park. So, I mean, Kevin Faki at his best. Mm. So, um, there's not much wrong with that movie. You know, and I, it, it, 
it's one of those movies too where I think about and I actually end up getting upset because <laughs> then I think about Avengers 2 mm. and what could have been. You know, if they let Whedon do his thing. Well, so, we never know. We but, don't know exactly what Whedon's vision for number two is. No, we don't. But we know it wasn't what was on the screen. Yes. <laughs> and we know that number two kind of sucked. So, yes. <laughs> so I got to trust that he's going to put something better out than what we got. You know, he felt so despondent after that movie. You know, in all the interviews and all the press that he was doing, he kind of let everyone know right away, like, no, this is it for me. I'm done. I'm done with this movie, mm. you know, with these movies. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty disheartening to see. You know, not that two doesn't have its moments, but, mm. you know, it definitely doesn't live up to one. So, but yeah, so that that's my number three. What's your number three? My number three is Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought, this movie's never going to work. This is, there's no way. No one after the trailers. After the trailers, like I thought, okay, it looks fun. Let's have a good time. But there's no way they're gonna make this work. (laughs) Barely anyone knows these characters at this time. It's not a big like name for the public to get behind. Yeah, this was like completely different. It was completely separate from anything else that they were doing at the time. Yeah, I definitely didn't expect it to have such a big box office Mm. opening weekend. Like I thought it was gonna be one of those word of mouth films that would kind of like slowly build. Too. I mean, even though it was getting, you know, the Marvel push, yes. obviously, but it just felt like, you know, like the critics would get behind it first and then the, the crowds would come. Um, but yeah, no, it was an awesome movie. And it's definitely a movie that I would consider, you know, on mm. my Mount Rushmore. So um, you're making me rethink my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> so, but no, it's a, it, it was just a, it was a, a fantastic movie. It was a fantastic movie. I left the theater, like, completely surprised how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think maybe for me, what is one takeaway from the movie is that I'm just not invested in those characters, mm. you know, comic book wise. So maybe that's why, you know, I kind of put it almost, you know, well, subconsciously, what, you know, like to the that's side. That's what surprised me about it. I, you I know? didn't care less about the guys who yeah. the comics at the time. And the, this made me want to like yeah. immediately start buying the I, books. Yeah, so. and they had to change those books because they really weren't anything like that mm. at that time, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, that that definitely made me in, like want. Those like I characters. felt like this was almost like not not the way they wrote it or anything. I'm saying like it was a the way that it was came out and everything was an Iron Man type story, where mm. it's. You know, people were not super, like, interested or behind Iron Man at the time, and they completely turned it around. Yeah, he was a great B character at the time, you know, I mean, honestly. And Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) made Tony Stark Mm. who he is, because that was not the Tony Stark on page. You know, nowadays, through the magic of Bendis and everything, that's kind of this Tony Stark that we've gotten. But at, at the time, no. We did not get a, you know, dry-witted, you know, Robert Downey Jr. style, you know, (laughs) kind of, like, sense of humor in those books. So he really, like, made that character his own. Mm. So, um, you know, and that's kind of the same with Guardians. You know, really, like, those characters were, like, grade D characters, honestly. Mm. And, you know, after that movie, you're right, I did care about those characters. And I wanted to, you know, buy books with those characters. Not to derail us. You You're totally are, are. <laughs> but go for it. You are a total like Kitty Pride fan. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about her relationship with Star Lord? Eh, it felt forced. Hmm. 
it didn't feel real. I mean, to me, Kitty's always going to be with Colossus, so you knew eventually. And now they're going to get married, you know? <laughs> so you knew that they would eventually, because they were engaged, actually, yeah. um, her and Star-Lord. But um, I knew it wasn't going to last. You know, and I was more annoyed that, you know, Kitty was off doing that mm. and, you know, not with the X-Men for a while. So, you know, but I get it. It's kind of weird, interesting time because it felt like she leaves, they throw in another Marvel character just to just to play around with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they haven't quite nailed the Guardians in the books yet. Mm. So I feel like they just need to get the right writer, you know, behind them to really, you know, capture who the guardians are on film in the stories. It's one of those, you know, things mm. where, you know, they, they need to catch up to the, you know, MCU, you know, not the other way around. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Kitty will always be with Peter in my mind. So, all right. you know, but yeah, that didn't totally derail us at all. <laughs> uh, where, where are we? Number two. Number two. Is this your number two or my number two? Is my turn? Number two. Hmm. I'm going to say Black Panther. Okay. I'm going to say Black Panther, number two. I think it was that well done. Like, I don't think I could give Avengers or Civil War five stars. I think Black Panther is the right movie at the right time. I mean, it just hit everything. Hmm. You know, it just hit all the right chords. Um, just masterfully done. I cared about all the characters. Um, once again, it's, it's a character that, you know... You know, yes, I enjoy in the books, but it's not like one of my favorite characters. But this is a character now that I want to read more of. Like, mm. I'm going to go back and I'm going to find trades and I'm going to read more Black Panther now because of this movie. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm going to be a little disappointed because I don't know if it's going to be as good as this. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I'm going to be excited now with Infinity War, not only because of the story that we're getting and everything coming ahead in the MCU, because I get more Black Panther on the screen. So, um, yeah, I got to give it to Black Panther. I, I really do. So, and obviously, we just went <laughs> yeah. for a half hour talking about how great the movie was. You know, mm. one of the best villains in comic book movie history. Yeah. So, right up there with Magneto, I would say. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, my number two was Captain America the Winter Soldier. Nice. That's a strong pick. Uh, just once again, I hate Boy Scout characters mm -hmm. in comics. I always have. It's, I'm always against Superman. I'm always against Captain America books for some reason. <laughs> Rooting for the villains. I, I know. <laughs> and this was a story, a film that just like made me actually care about Captain America films. It made me actually care about a Captain America story. And that's interesting that you said that because the story arc in the books is the first time I cared about Captain America. Because once again, I'm with you. I don't like Boy Scouts, you know, generally like Superman or Captain America in the 90s and the 80s. Um, but this story arc in the books made me care about Captain America um, by uh, Brubarger. It was fantastic. And I'm glad that they got it to screen as soon as they did. Mm. You know, I, I was surprised by it, too, because it was the sequel to the movie. Yeah, exactly. And it... You know, felt like there was a lot of other ways they could have gone, but they chose his strongest story, and it really is. You know, they, they chose, you know, correctly. Because this was, you know, this really, you know, just sums up the character in a nutshell. You know, who Steve Rogers really is. So, um, but yeah, yeah, go on. What, oh, what? I mean, just like, 
this changed Marvel on a grand scale, it almost felt like, from this point going forward. I mean, like, I know little things like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff were affected, but it was just like, it was something different. It felt impactful and mattered, mm-hmm. rather than it just being, you know, just another Marvel movie, and we're just going along until we hit the scale. This felt like this mattered. This was actually something big for the universe. And this was so much more than just a superhero movie. This exactly. almost worked as, like, you know, a spy thriller. You know, and showed you that these comic book movies could be so much more. They can cross over to other genres. You know, good storytelling is good storytelling. You can't just, you know, put it in this like corner. It's like, oh, it's a superhero movie. No, it could be so much more than that with the right creative team behind it. I mean, I even liken this to Punisher. How Punisher, the TV series uh, for Netflix, was completely not just a superhero badass just killing people the entire time. Yeah, no. This was a a dimensional story where it actually gave you a crime drama and everything. That's what I loved about um, Captain America Civil War. It was more than just a superhero movie. Exactly. Exactly. So, I yeah. No. Not and, Civil War. I said Civil War for some reason. Oh, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. I got you. I knew what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> that was your number two? Yes. All right. I said my number two already. Mm-hmm. So, my number one is the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> Pretty much for everything you just said. Um, I think the Russos introduced, you know, the modern day superhero movie to us, you know, with this movie, you know, showing that these movies, like I said, could be much more than just your typical superhero movie. Um, It really did cross over to other themes. You finally understood. And I felt like Captain America, the first movie, you know, which was like a pure origin story at best, Mm -hmm. was very underwhelming to say the least so i didn't have super high expectations for this movie when i heard what it was going to be based off of i was excited but like i didn't know anything about the russos at the time or you know where it was going to go um so i was very very happy um where they took the story Mm. and how true they stood you know to you know with you know the character and um how like like you said multi-layered everything was i'll tell you the first captain america film was the only one i never saw in theaters really it was i wasn't interested the only uh mcu film Mm -hmm. yeah i can understand why i mean even like the portrayal of red skull just seemed Mm. so hokey and you know it felt like a 90s superhero movie there's good moments in that movie but overall yeah no i saw it in the theater don't get me wrong (laughs) (laughs) you know but I'm a sucker that way. Um, and I actually own it on oh, Blu-ray. Yeah. So, I imagine but, you own every single Yes. Thing. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> so I don't own the first Thor. I don't own that. Um, I did it one point, though. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it, yeah, no, that Winter Soldier's got to be number one um, with the MCU for me. You know, just for everything. That we well, what do you about. think my number one? God, what did you... Okay, you said you said Black Panther. You said... Guardians. Guardians. And then I said Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I'm going to say The Avengers. No. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Civil War. Civil War, okay. Civil War was my number one. Okay, fair I, enough. The Russos movie, again? Yes, the Russos again. Uh, they blew me out of the... Like, they completely blew my mind. Right? And just that whole film, that whole experience. That was what I wanted out of a battle yes. between heroes. I had chills. Exactly. Because this was everything the 12-year-old me 
<laughs> dreamt about seeing like, oh, you know, maybe one day we'll get this in, a, you know, on film, you know, maybe we'll, you know, this is what it looked like in my mind, you know, to see my characters, you know, come to life on the screen in this kind of battle was just everything to me. So, I mean, I actually was eliciting responses in the theater while the whole fight between Captain America, Iron Man and uh, Winter Soldier was happening. Uh-huh. Like I was literally like, just <laughs> you couldn't control yourself. I, just I thought something bad was actually going to happen. Yeah, I thought they were going to take it to that limit. Yeah, so I was just waiting for it. I was just like, ah, what's going to happen? Yeah, this entire time. Yeah, and you know, like deep down, you know that <laughs> I know how the story goes. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you're. De- I was definitely on the edge of my seat too. Yeah, no. It was just such a strong movie just mm-hmm. all around. And, like, the, you think about, like, we got Black Panther out of that movie. We got Spider-Man mm-hmm. out of that movie. Um, you know, um, just a, a, Ant-Man was in that movie. You know, just a great, you know, showing for Ant-Man. In that and while movie. I understand it's nowhere near the book, it's just, it was such a well-done film. You know what, me, though? I will argue that the book is kind of overrated. So mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. And it doesn't go into the depth that the book goes into, but the book's okay. The crossover's okay. It's not the best, you know, Marvel big event book out there. Um, You know, the themes are really cool, but I felt like the execution at the end, you know, really kind of fell flat. So, which a lot of these big events do, you know, as we've (laughs) been seeing. But, you know, um, so, yeah, it wasn't off. By a lot, at least. Mm. So, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, is I, what was the war on my list? Four? Yeah, you were four. Yeah, now I totally want to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to change your mind. No, 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 no. Well, it's what we get for doing this off the cuff. But yeah, no. What I want, it could be like four to, to three. Honest thoughts. Yeah, four or three. I, I still have to go Black Panther two and Winter Soldier one. So. To really throw you off, if you could add a fifth face, what Ooh. would it be? Man. <sighs> Can it be a tie? <sighs> Come on, no, che- no cheating. No cheating. Uh, what would you? You go first, okay? Iron Man? Yeah. Why? Just... Let me hear your reasons behind it. <laughs> just stall for you. Okay, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more, Christian. <laughs> uh, Iron Man, it really kicked it all off. Uh, I was like, pleasantly surprised once again this was a character i didn't really know much about didn't really care about at the time i was much younger at this point yeah so i was more reading spider-man i was reading the younger characters i was reading miles morales i was just like you weren't interested in this middle-aged shrunk yeah exactly (laughs) so to have a character like and it completely come out turn it around i think we've talked about this a million times iron man really like jump-started all of this oh yeah and just reinvented the character almost yeah. So it was such a great way to start this. It was such a great way. It was such a great film. It's the flagship. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, it it was the start of the Marvel formula. So nowadays, I'm a little bit more harsh on it because it's like, hey, yeah, he fought, you know, his duplicate at this point. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. It was such a fun movie at the time. It was so just like um, just well done. Well done. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, him going like his whole Middle Eastern scene where he's like and he's learning lessons about all of this. He's, and the humor in exactly. it and everything like that. I mean, they really, uh, John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. is the perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, that wit, you know, and that writing together. Um, that dialogue just flows, you know, perfectly. And just really just 
the arc of the character in that movie you know from seeing him as almost this like mm-hmm. scumbag you know to come to this point where he realizes you know what he's doing is wrong and he's searching for redemption um yeah iron man's got to be it for me too i i really do agree with that iron man especially since it's the flagship it is the, the first movie and without this movie we wouldn't be getting any of these other movies mm-hmm. so i mean yeah it kicks wasn't trying everything. to sway you no no you're right iron man does what was your what was well, your tie i'm curious God, I you know, probably Guardians. Mm. Um, if not, I I really enjoyed Spider Man Homecoming. I really did, and that's another Marvel mm. villain right there that I felt was super well yes. done. You know, and it's still alive, still oh, alive. Yeah, he is the Vulture's still alive. So smart choice. Yeah. So I mean, it, I just felt like I love Spider Man, so I'm always gonna, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Spider Man's always gonna pop in my mind. But I just felt like I might even consider changing it from Iron Man to Spider. Yeah, because Spider Man, he he didn't have to, you know. Whereas Robert Downey Jr. had to redefine who Tony Stark was. Mm-hmm. What Spider Man did was just capture exactly who I feel like Peter Parker at that point in his life is. Yes. You know, that's what that movie did so well. So, and you got a lot of Tony Stark in it too, also, you know, and that whole dynamic between, you know, the mentor and, you know, the student, I thought that was fantastic, you know, and it was just enough, you know, because the big fear, of course, was like, are we going to just get Iron Man 4, you know, but no, it, you know, and Michael Keaton, you know, even though he, did he win Oscar the year before? I, I think it was two years yeah, people were all like kind of hemming and hawing about him being why. in the movie. I was like, he's a fantastic uh-huh. actor. What's wrong with you people? So, and it's the vulture. Mm-hmm. He redefined who the vulture is, though, for me, because, you know, God. the vulture in the books is just this creepy old guy with wings. And I always hated him as a You know, he's very, very mm-hmm. much a grade D character um, in the books. So Spider-Man usually just beats him up in an issue and that's it. He doesn't always get much of an arc at all. <laughs> so he's just a creepy old no, he, man. He had great moments in that film. But yeah, Michael Keaton, I mean... That he, car scene alone. Yes. <laughs> yes, that scene was everything. That was probably one of my top scenes last year of any movie. So I really enjoyed Spider-Man Homecoming. So it would have to be a tie between Iron Man probably and, and Spider-Man right, Homecoming. That makes sense. So, but yeah. All right, I guess we're going to have to close up the show. So there's just a couple podcasts we want to shout out this week. We really enjoy them. We want to get their names out there, have you guys listen to them. I mean, you just listened to this fantastic episode. Why not listen to some more, right? Damn straight. So we want to shout out Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Talking about comic books, movies, and booze, Jake and Tom give you the show your guidance counselor warned you about. Proud members of the GWW and PodFix Networks. You can find them on Twitter at the drunken dork we also wanted to shout out smart to death podcast uh they are a wrestling podcast that discusses the top news in wrestling each week while sampling a new beer every week i mean that you're in wrestling like time. right <laughs> goes something, hand to hand something um, stone cold could be proud of that's right they're relatively new but if you are a wrestling fan definitely check them mm. out i mean it, it's a good time very entertaining so and last but not least, we want you to check out the Damian Riley podcast. He does short film reviews. You can find him on iTunes. Really great listen. 
Definitely check them out. And Damon, if they want to find out more about us and hear more of our episodes, where can they find us? Podbean, iTunes. Um, if you're on iTunes, give us a rate, give us a review, hit subscribe. It means everything for a podcast like us. Please. Yes. We live off of these things, people. Um, also, follow us on Twitter. All right. Um, we'll inter- we're very interactive. If you have any questions, any feedback, Go ahead, DM us. We or, will you know, reply. Yes, we will. Pretty much instantaneously. We're on We're on there all the time. Um, we're also on Facebook. We always forget to plug Facebook. Yes. So we're getting more and more of a following over there. Head over there. We're going to be posting a lot more on there. Um, and you might actually catch us on Instagram soon. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll I mean, see I don't if know I if I can handle this gorgeous face. Okay. <laughs> we'll see if I have it in me. <laughs> It's a lot of posting, people. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and, and hopefully we'll be coming to Stitcher soon. Yes, hopefully. Yes, hopefully. We're waiting on our, yeah. our, our yeah. email here. Not going to wood. it right now, but Come knows? on, Stitcher. What the hell? <laughs> hey, and then we also have a house band that they're probably hearing right now. That's right. Them Guilty Aces, an awesome rockabilly band based out of Chicago. Head over to their website. Download some free music. You could also go to iTunes. Um, they got a couple EPs going on right now. They're going to have a music video hitting any day now on YouTube, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, and check out their Twitter page and find out uh, any uh, tour dates coming up. Awesome. That's going to do it. Yeah, that's going to do it for today. This is Christian. This is Damon. And I was the amazing nature. Wakanda forever. <laughs> 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 <laughs>